Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortwine, joined by co-host Morg Daddy. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. Um, last night I watched a movie called Battlefield Earth. I have hope yeah. for modern <laughs> cinema again. It is oh, no. a fantastic movie. It was beautifully oh, done. It was so well done. Well done, John Travolta. <laughs> Beautiful movie. Uh, Masterpiece. Oh. And uh, co-host Pan, how you doing? I'm doing really good. Um, I'm uh, mildly frustrated that uh, I can apparently DoorDash groceries from Walmart. I can DoorDash groceries from Hy-Vee. I cannot DoorDash groceries from the coffee shops inside those stores. Oh. And I'm very sad because I really I wanted a latte earlier and I didn't want to go get it. How? Huh. That's How does that work? <laughs> That's really weird. I guess they well no, okay. Let me think of they are separate, especially um, Starbucks. Like they are a separate company. I do know that there's a, there's Starbucks in every Kroger's, right? Is that the deal? The I don't. There, yeah, there's a Starbucks inside Hy-Vee. I cannot DoorDash from the Starbucks inside the Hy-Vee. Mm-hmm. And I'm very sad, but I can DoorDash from the Hy-Vee. So That's... I just want to be like DoorDash guy. Go to the Starbucks. Get me a latte. Bring it here. I'll slip you a 10. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I can't, so I'm sad. <laughs> and Ace, how you doing? I'm doing very well tonight. That's good. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about Epping, e- Epping, Epic <laughs> Gaming Moments. Uh, I might say EpiPen. Epic gaming moments that uh, we've experienced over the years. Uh, some of these stories may have already been heard by listeners if you've listened across the whole strew of the show, or even some recent episodes. There might be things covered, um, but um, we're just going to talk about. You know, we're, we're basically doing filler until Rise comes out. Is is the way Pan did it? Um, <laughs> you know, like we can't cover Monster Hunter exclusively every day until then. Although, we are starting out with our Monster of the Week um, being Ian Garuga. Yes. So, so Morg, you picked this one, so why don't you lead us off with Ian Garuga? He is my favorite son of a bitch out of the entire game. He is one of the most... I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. It is an interesting love-hate relationship that I have with that monster because he is a nasty, clever bastard oh my god the first time that i ever fought him um i died to him i i i don't even know how many times like he's just absolutely ridiculous to fight um he's super clever i like the fact that he's able to like work his way out of pitfall traps i can never catch him in a pitfall trap um he's got like that nasty uh, ear piercing screech that he can use to Mm -hmm. combo into a number of attacks while you're open he uses a lot of poison fireballs he's the og scream comboer he's the og monster roar combo yeah he's right there with kezu for that because yeah kezu's uh kezu's scream um leaves you open for like a body shock whenever he yeah but but yeah garuga is really his his isn't i would say i'd argue that kazoo is never or kezu or however you want to say it i say it kazoo like the instrument but uh um Kezu doesn't necessarily combo them. He just does it, and yeah. then you're just left stunned enough for him to do 
anything. It's yeah. not that he specifically does a combo, whereas Garuga does. Yeah, Garuga where he'll like just like flap his screen. wings or whatever, do the screech, and then he'll zoom right to you, backflip, and you're like, mm-hmm. no! Oh my god. It is a lead, it is a lead in to that backflip, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, um, but go ahead. Yeah, keep, keep talking about your favorite monster. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I like the fact that he's like not only like super ferocious towards like the player, but like um, the ecology video for um, Yangaruga in um, in Iceborne. That is one of my favorite videos to watch because uh, very few monsters are able to tangle with the Devil Joe. Like I think it's like Elder Dragons and Rajang um, are able to square up against it fairly well. But, like, Yangaruga comes out with, like, some interesting cards to play against the Devil Joe, especially, like, with the ear-piercing screech to stun it, and then, like, the backflip combo. And the fact that, like, it is so courageous, like, it it has balls of mm-hmm. steel to actually stand up to a Devil Joe and, like, try and peck its eyes out and shit. Like, it is a nasty little fucker. I love that monster so much for having such big balls for being a tiny little thing. It has always been a, to me, it's like, it, it's always been a Kutku mixed with a Rathian and turned the aggression up to 15. Like, it's just, Well, like, give wow. it the aggression of, like, the Tigrex, <laughs> I feel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like Tigrex level of aggression. Oh, frick. Now I'm thinking of Underworld, that scene where the guy's like, pot fat pot, pot like it, but stronger than both. But it's, like, applied to Yangaruga, and <laughs> nothing could be truer for that. Like, yeah, <laughs> part Kutku. Part Rathian, but stronger than both. And <laughs> you know, there was legitimate f- fan theories out there that said that a uh, Kutku had shacked up with a Rathian to make a Garuga, um, and it was like, wow, really, guys? Like, can it just be like a, um, just like a variation, <laughs> it, like a variation on the Yin family of bird wyverns, like? No, because everything has to be a fan fiction. Well, what's really interesting is that in 4 Ultimate, from what I've seen, um, Yangaruga preys on Yankuku. So the fact that it will, you know, actively try and kill to eat Yankukus, which apparently they're born from, I'm like, oh, that's that's some really messed up shit. But um, now I would I would say. They're their own monster. I, I would. I, I want. To, I want to um, agree with that. And I hate that general, um, uh, general belief uh, is uh, led to the idea that Yankuku and Rathian would make one, um, mostly because the coloration is completely different from either one of those monsters. Um, I mean, its moveset is very similar. Like it, it shares like some similar traits to both of them, but like. It's got its own like um, variety of attacks that it uses, and its use of poison is so over the top. It is absolutely ridiculous how much poison it throws around in a fight, and I love that um, it uses its beak as like a primary weapon for a lot of its attacks as well. When it charges at you, there was um, a unique move that it did in Freedom Unite where it would like chase you down but as it's doing it it's like literally scooping out huge chunks of the earth as it's going along and i think it could do it up to like i think it was two times but then um in iceborne they literally have it just fly up and dive down like a missile right down on top of you and i'm thinking freaking a it's a lawn dart at that point it even doesn't yeah. <laughs> 
planning. It's, it's a long, it's a long dart ostrich. Yeah, the amount of neck strength that it would have to have to keep from snapping its neck from just going like from full force nah. down to a dead stop—that is impressive. You if you align, if you align your spine, that's a lot of strength, man. Yeah, you, you just, you just. That bird would survive every car crash that it could get itself into if it could fit into a car. I don't know, but its insurance would be just absolutely insane. I don't even, you know, yeah, it probably wouldn't even have a car. They'd just take the keys. That's probably why it's so pissed off. Um, but yeah, like, it, it's insane. It's scarred Yangaruga, like, ooh, ooh, that is one hell of a fight. And you know what? Like, it really shows that just how, um, impressive and how fierce the Yankaruga can really be of showing a battle hardened mm -hmm. one where you look at it and you're like dude you look like shit and the Yankaruga's like you should see this huge list of casualties that I have you should see how they look by comparison like it's it's mm -hmm. crazy battle scars everywhere all over it like it's I think even like regular devil joe's covered in battle scars but I mean like for a, for a Yankaruga to you know to be a similar caliber to it in Iceborne, my buddy's been done proud. Mm -hmm. I love him. And his weapons, whew, oh, they're sexy. They're really powerful. They got good sharpness, good affinity, lots of poison damage. Mm, delicious. Some of my favorite weapons come from that tree. Awesome. Uh, Ace, any thoughts on Garuga? I mean, it's definitely one of the more iconic monsters in the series just by its kind of daunting and haunting visage alone i mean you get just the piercing eyes backdropped with the purple and then the white on the mane and then it does its iconic roar which is more mm -hmm. of like a weird horny shriek um <laughs> it it always gets me when it does its double slam with the beak in the ground i usually can avoid mm -hmm either the first one or get caught in the second one and yeah it's it's been uh, that, a bane to my a, existence like rathian has been for you man <laughs> that is uh that is a common that is a common mistake that i see not just ace but even i do this at times where people get caught up in that because it's a common mistake for when you dodge to go in towards the monster because a lot of monsters want you to do that. And Garuga is one of the ones that punish you for doing that. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, go away. Go yeah. away and then come back in. Yeah. Um, you learn that You learn that pretty hard with, like, let's say, Adept Style and Generations Ultimate or Generations. Like, they, they, they that does a good job of teaching you when it's safe to go back in. Um, but, yeah, Garuga is one of the few that punishes you for sticking around the feet. Yeah. <laughs> And I especially uh, like in uh, Iceborne how they give them sort of that, uh, I'm not sure if it's Tom and Jerry or like Looney Tunes or something, but like the scoops up the watermelon and starts spitting out the watermelon seeds. It sort of, that attack sort of reminds me of like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When he jumps up and he goes, and then you're like, oh my God, it's just raining hellfire down on me. I'm like, holy shit. That was a good addition to him. That yeah. really made him different. Mm -hmm. really special and his theme so, uh, oh yeah no yeah. yeah i'll let somebody else talk about the theme because i think it's absolutely fucking metal super scary uh pan so we haven't heard your thoughts on garuga yet 
Uh, Yangaruga is a really fun fight for me. Um, there's lots of like dipping and diving, dodging and ducking, and yeah. whatnot with it. And I really like fights where I do that um, because it's that's why I play Sword and Shield so I can run around and dodge yeah. and stuff. Um, and I really like uh, that he's a loud, noisy motherfucker because uh, everybody else is like, ho, 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 just roll through the roars. Um, and meanwhile, I've got my uh, my big ass earplugs on, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, really it's really gratifying this... when I see everybody else getting their asses frozen still, and I'm just wailing on his face or something. Um, oh, also, such a dig on Gog. <laughs> you don't even. <laughs> I didn't even know. Gog is someone who says that all the time. Oh, well. Oh, just the other nice thing. It. The other nice yeah. thing is that I usually get my earplugs from some piece of Yangaruga armor. It's true, yeah. He's he's a good source for it. He's been one for a long time. Um, now, I don't know. Not a lot of people would consider him a flagship, but I think he is. I think he's G's flagship. I, I mean, he's I remember also that he just was very iconic. It. Yeah. Yeah, there are very few monsters that... Um, have their own theme that would not be a flagship, like unless they were otherwise considered one. Um, well, I'm it's specifically in Monster Hunter G, so the very mm-hmm. first expansion to a Monster Hunter game. Mm-hmm. Garuga, I think, was the flagship. Mm-hmm. Now we know in the West it is Azur Rathalos, which is false, as in this time we also had three ultimate. As a Zerathalos, which would have been Brachidios or Brachidius or however you want to say it, slimy punchy arm dude. Uh, <laughs> like I think he was a flagship. I could be wrong, but he was definitely the only new monster in G mm-hmm. that wasn't a variation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, although some people thought he was a variation on Rathian. But he's he's a total different monster. So yeah, um, I enjoy this monster quite a bit. I enjoy uh, a lot of different monsters. As, as you'll probably see as we go over these, I adore most of Monster Hunter's roster. Um, although, my top five has drastically changed in the past couple weeks. <laughs> thinking oh. about this stuff more often. Um, I will say that Kieran and Pleasyeth are not my top five anymore. I still love hmm. them, but they're not my top five. I really? I realized I, I have much more love for two other monsters over them. Okay. So, That's interesting. I can't wait to hear about them. Maybe. Maybe one day. We'll get to them. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I don't think there's a ton, ton more to say on Yingaruga. Um, cool fight. Cool theme. Uh, very bombastic theme i would say oh, very yeah. very mm-hmm. high energy um, very scary very high adrenaline yeah um it definitely fits the orchestral arrangement that it has yeah it just it's just if, loaded if I was, it's loaded with panic I, and dread is what it's loaded with and it's it really fits that and monster. energy yeah it's mm-hmm. panic dread and energy and it's such a cool way to do it yeah You're like wow it's, it's like so good i'm scared and dancing yeah. what is going on 
<laughs> I'm terrified, but I'm also happy at the same time. How do I describe this feeling? <laughs> so uh, let's let's get to ranking this monster. Um, all right, Morg, so lead us off. It's an Obviously S plus, an S. man. It's S plus, straight S plus, up, man. Okay. It's so good. It's right up there with like Shogun Senator and Nargakuga for me. Like it's the the high sharpness weapons, the unique design of the weapons. Like the great sword looks like an awesome giant purple scimitar. Like the the dual blades look like these like ninja fans. And like oh man, like there's just so much cool about him. Like even the armor makes you look like Lubu from Dynasty Warriors. Like. What a oh, cool yeah, monster! Oh yeah, the super long feather. Yeah, 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 with the two, yeah. the two long feathers, whatever. Now, I will say you can just call them fans because ninjas can use fans, just like ninjas can use swords. There's yeah. no such thing as ninja swords. Just ninjas use swords. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just well, I fans. Guess, more. I guess they'd be more like ra- razor fans that, like, I guess Kanoichi yes. would use. I don't know, like. The, those uh, yeah. the uh, female ninjas that are you know disguised to look seductive, but then they lure you in and then they kill you in an instant. Are you talking about? Are you talking about geisha? Geisha? Is that what they're called? They're not necessarily ninja warriors, but you know a lot of people mistake that. Because now I'm thinking of like the man geisha. with the iron fist with like uh, the uh, the arachnid clan or whatever it is where they like bring everybody into the whorehouse and then they like ambush them and then like just start going on and killing yeah, friends. Yeah, if you're talking about the whorehouse, you're talking about geisha, um, which is not necessarily a battle thing. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. Oh man, yeah. like yeah, there's. <sighs> There's nothing I don't like about this monster. Even getting frustrated with him, I'm enjoying it. Like, I enjoy getting angry at this monster because he's just so fun to fight. And, like, it, it requires a lot of thinking and a lot of being being clever and tactful um, fighting it. And it's a real it's a real yeah. test. Like, he is the sword sharpener for me. Really, really fun. I love it. S plus straight up. Okay. Um... Pan, how do you feel about... What's your ranking? Uh, I'd say it's a solid A. Okay. He's he's really fun fight. He's got some cool uh, armor. But, I don't know, he's... I don't like the birds. <laughs> that's, that's what he's got against him. I don't like birds. The black crow. Yeah. Okay. He's it's actually purple. called the... Isn't he also they called the wolf? Call him the, yeah, they call him the wolf because he howls for some reason. Yeah, and the mane, the mm-hmm. the white mane. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. All right, Ace. What's what's your ranking on him? I'm gonna set this guy at an A plus. He's definitely yeah. high on the food chain for me, but not as high as some of the others out there. All right, I'm gonna throw Morgan Bone here. He's a solid S for me. <laughs> so that makes the ranking also very easy. Yeah, because it makes it a it makes it a um. So we have an S plus, an S, an A plus, an A. So that makes it right there in an S minus. Um, which is really good. It's, it's the such a good monster. Top tier. So yeah, there we go. Uh, second S minus three. We have an S, an S minus, or an S and two S minus. That's because so we're doing far. everybody's favorite monsters. We're not doing any cephadromes or any other 
fucky stupid monsters that have no place. Oh, oh my god, Cephatron would be so low on the tier we're, list. We're <laughs> gonna we're gonna we're gonna get there eventually. Oh man. And we're gonna be doing this a while, I think. Ace, it's gonna <laughs> be your turn. Oh, I can't wait to see what yeah. you pick for <laughs> So end of the episode you'll hear what the next one is. Um so so far, and I'll have to write this down eventually, we have Diablos at S minus um Gormagala are our highest at S and then Ian Garuga at S minus. I'm just gonna go so, into the tier maker and just start making this actually. This is gonna be a thing. <laughs> I'm still making it. You could release it every le- week along with the podcast. Like here's our updated tier list. And yeah. just There you go. Just do like S, you know, S A of course plus you know plus regular and minus neutral i don't know you could say uh neutron mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> electrons neutrons and protons there you go um anyways so yeah epic gaming moments um so mine uh so we're going to do uh five uh, epic gaming moments for us i don't know did any, did any of you guys rank yours in any particular order this time or no uh nope. it's no it'd be virtually impossible okay mine are not ranked either because they're apples to oranges for me um they're not they're not related or of any of any aspect there's different reasons why they're epic to me so and i tried to pick a variety of things um but there is some that are going to be like hey there's a bunch of moments from this thing mm-hmm. so there's that too um so yeah uh how are we going to do the orders tonight? Do you just want to do top left to bottom? Well, it's, well, for me, it's top left to bottom, right, I guess. How do we want to do this? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, Pan always with the go-to of any mini mini mo. That's exactly Ace. what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, we are Ace, you start us out today. How about that? Okay. Well, my first moment is going to be the fight between Joel and Ellie in The Last of Us, the first game. Uh, and this comes... The, I don't. I played that one and I don't remember it. Just like the fight they had when... About the guy she killed? Uh, no. That? It is shortly after they arrive at... Um, Tommy's settlement at the hydroelectric dam. Um, so, like, their relationship leading up to this point is very, you know, rocky and tumultuous, and she keeps wanting Joel to take her seriously and give her, you know, a gun and give her more responsibility because she's grown up in this world, too, which is, like, something that he yeah. doesn't seem to really grasp and acknowledge up to this point. Uh, well, she's her his surrogate daughter. Not not at that point, though. I would say. Um, so he. Uh, I mean, I I think right off the bat he feels that way, even if he doesn't admit it. I I guess I can kind of see that. Um, so like they arrive at the dam, you know, and um, mm-hmm. he and Tommy have things to discuss about potentially exchanging Ellie, and. You know, he just kind of brushes Ellie off and says, we'll talk about this later and blah, blah, blah. And uh, she ends up running off because she is tired of, you know, being treated like a little kid. 
and being treated mm-hmm. not important and she also sort of gets the gets the sense the inclination that he's just going to get rid of her at some point um and this sort of lends into that because they Tommy and Joel have to go and fight through a small little settlement of people in the woods to reach her on a ranch and uh Joel finds her alone in a oh, room yeah. upstairs. Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. And she's reading a little book like I think it's a diary of like a girl who lived back in that day or maybe it's just like some I don't know teenage romance novel or something like that. Um but it leads into this deep discussion of, you know, how everyone she's known has either died or left her and how if he does this again she's not going to feel safe she would just be more scared because yet again it's another person gone from her life and she doesn't want that anymore because she she looks up to Joel she admires him and i think it's mm-hmm. in the early stages of actually you know loving him and whether or not he wants to admit it he's been feeling those feelings too um but he's just too afraid because of what happened at the beginning of the apocalypse and it's left him a broken bitter man and in this moment he sort of snaps and lashes out at her and sort of like you had talked about in uh discussing age of calamity like with king king rodan is that how it his name is that how it's pronounced rohan king rohan rohan Rohan? okay yeah so Mm -hmm. he sort of you know lashes out at her and says you know we're going oh, Ron, our... sorry romance <laughs> romance lord of the rings Rone. yeah Rone. sorry so he like sort of snaps and lashes out at her and says you know you're not my daughter i'm not your dad and we are going our separate ways and that leads into um some more enemies coming into the area and you see as like ellie and tommy prepare he sort of has that moment of like Oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Shit. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I think this whole, like, confrontation and argument between the two does a lot to, you know, open up Joel to see that she's a lot like his daughter that he lost and that, you know, she is experienced in this world. She knows what she's talking about and she knows what it is to love people and to protect them and to fight in this world. And he starts to, you know, see her as someone worth fighting for. And he sort of comes out of his shell in that moment. And that was just sort of a subtle, but beautiful moment to me. There you go. And in another word, epic, (laughs) emotionally epic. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so, Pan, what's your what's your lead off? Mine's really silly. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this would be in Crusader Kings two. Mm. I uh, was the king of uh, United Ireland and Scotland, um, and I was going for going for the full UK. Um, so I need to get England under my hat, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm working on that. Um, and uh, so my king, 
uh, King Conrad. He, uh, he is a uh, rather lustful man, and he, uh, I get this event uh, that lands me an attractive, smart mistress. Um, unfortunately, she is married to, uh, she is married to somebody else, but whatever, that's not a big deal. <laughs> um, because, you know what, she, she has the attractive trait, and she has the smart trait, so, you know, those mm-hmm. are very good traits to have in Crusader Kings. So, you know, maybe, you know, I get lucky, uh, we have a kid, and then I can legitimize our bastard, and, uh, who is attractive and smart, and then they get all these huge bonuses. Yeah. Well, it works out that uh, my mistress gets pregnant, and uh, when uh, and she she has the daughter. She has a daughter uh, who is uh, attractive and smart, but her husband thinks it's his. Mm. So I don't get a prop oh. to legitimize the kid. That's fine. That sucks. Whatever. Okay. Um, some illness sweeps England, and like half their royal family dies, and the dude whose wife I was banging becomes like gets in line for the throne. He's not on the throne yet, but he's in line for it. So, um, now I have, I have a wife and, uh, we have several, several sons. Um, so my oldest kid, he's not that great, but you know what? He is going to inherit and there's not much I can do about that. So I betroth him to my mistress's daughter, who is not technically my daughter because the, because, uh, her, her, uh, you know, the, my, my girlfriend's, uh, husband thinks it's his. So I betroth her to my son because... She's attractive and smart, and she's, like, fourth in line for the English throne. And then I get oh. to work assassinating the fuck out of everyone else in line for the English throne, and I get my girlfriend's husband on the throne. Okay? Oh, no. This okay. takes, like, 12 years. <laughs> Hang on! It gets better. It ta- oh. This takes, like, 12 years. Okay? And in the meantime, my son and, uh, and uh, his betrothed have gotten married. Well, the Crusades happen, and my son joins the Crusades against my will. Um, there's nothing I can do about that, because he's an NPC. Like, the second I die, yeah. I become him, and then he's no longer... He's a PC, not an NPC. Mm-hmm. But for now, he's an NPC, and he goes off and joins the Crusades. Well, that fucking sucks, because he comes back celibate. <laughs> Which gives him a negative 5,000% fertility. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> at this point... At this point, my son's wife is the Queen of England. And we have got to get an heir. We have got to get an heir. Um, so I do the only thing that... Uh, the only thing that is right and natural. For the, good of the, for the good of the country and our bloodline, I seduce the Queen of England, who is the daughter of my girlfriend from 30 years ago. Oh, oh no. So no. She gets pregnant. Has a son. Thank God he does not have the inbred trait. And my son thinks it's his kid. He is still celibate. Whoa. The game... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is still celibate and he thinks it's his kid. Oh my God. This Maybe is he a... just thought they hugged a little too tight. <laughs> he was just that you know, celibate. He it was, you know what? It was the worked. 1100s. Sex education wasn't great. <sighs> They held hands just a little too long. Apparently. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Apparently. Hey, no glove, no love. So, all right, so. Now, here's, here's That's one means so, of protection, I guess. Yeah, so, so, the, so, whatever. The Queen of England is my, my mistress. And, by the way, so is the Queen of England's mother. 
They're both my mistress right now. They find out about each other. They're both pissed at me now. The Queen of England is pissed at me, and she declares war on me for some other shit because England also hates Scotland. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, can, why can't we have peace? Come on, we have the same heir. Look, when, when we're dead, we're like, you're going to die. Leave all your stuff to my grandson. I'm going to die, and then I'll commit suicide because I don't want to be the celibate knight. And then I'll be the King of England, Scotland, and Ireland, and that'll be great. And then all I got to do is snap up Wales. Yeah. But I lose to England, and they kick the ever-loving shit out of me. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, I eventually die at, like, 96 years old of, like, um, of syphilis, because, you know, I've kind of banged my way across the kingdom. Yeah. And then that, then I'm the celibate knight, and, my, and, you know, now that I'm him and he's not an NPC anymore, I find out my wife fucking hates me because I'm celibate, and she's lustful. <laughs> Yes, um, that makes sense. <laughs> and by the way, we've had like four more children, and I like console mod to find out who the dad is. I don't, and it's just some other NPC that she's been banging apparently. Oh, oh my god! No. Oh, and also, man. oh no! I got to play this game. <laughs> Wait, one more thing. Finally, fantastic. Finally, finally. Uh, so, uh, you know the 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 grandchild. You know the 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 inbred Alabama hick that's going to inherit all three kingdoms eventually because yeah. he's in the custody of his mother the queen of England an NPC she has gone and betrothed him to his cousin oh yeah great <laughs> yeah and um go that, that really sucks that really sucks and I, I go kind fictional of England I should say what <laughs> I said go fictional England, I should yeah. correct. Yeah, so um, the, the the rough thing is, though, is I don't want to break the engagement because uh, his, cousin's the, his cousin will be the Queen of France. No! Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, god. oh my god. That was such a good, and so that was I, such a good finisher. And then I'm like, you know what? The Habsburgs were right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And then, Holy shit. Uh, by the way, uh, the bloodline died pretty. The I got a game over pretty quickly after that because none of their children were, all of their children were like had mentally retarded and uh, inbred as traits, and they all like died when they were like six years old. Oh, that's the rough. bloodline died off because we were just way too inbred. <laughs> oh my god, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, what a roller coaster! Gosh. You said there's a number three coming, right? Oh, it's it, it came it's out back in out. September. Yeah, I just don't have a good enough computer to play it. Mm. I just I gotta find it. Oh, man, it's a good it's series so of games. Amazing. It's really really good. Yeah. Oh man. This just for shits and giggles. This is this one's much quicker. But one time I was like the the Empress of uh, I was the Empress of Byzantium. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, basically I uh. Because I was the empress, uh, I didn't give a shit, and I just seduced every, like, male vassal I had to get a giant opinion bonus so I'd never have, like, rebellions against me. So because of that, yeah. I had, like, 13 children. And <laughs> late, late, so, you know, I just ran out of things for my spy master to do, so I told him just, you know, stay in the capital and see if you can find any plots or secrets. Yeah. And he, uh... He the game like glitched out because it discovered a plot that uh, as it turns out uh, my my son was secretly my firstborn was secretly the bastard child of uh, the empress's boyfriend. 
Oh no. Well, that's yeah. not good. I was oh. the empress. Like my my spy master found out something found out that my son was secretly my son. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because the game like that's... glitched. <laughs> that's Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 tell me are these things possible in Crusader Crusader Kings 3? I'm sure they are because it wouldn't like I'm sure they are. I haven't played it. Okay. I haven't I'm played it. To, um uh, my my brother-in-law says this. it's pretty good, but I haven't had a chance to play it cuz it doesn't work on my computer. As soon as I get those covid bucks, I'm getting a computer. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot we're getting another round of those. I got mine so late. It was like yeah. a month and a half ago. Yeah, I'm throwing, but uh, I'll let someone else tell a story. But yeah, I uh, I made the most. Uh, I just went. You know, Habsburgs were right. Let's do this. Let's Alabama this up. Oh man, <laughs> nice. Sorry, Alabama. <laughs> All right, um, Morg, uh. Your first story. That's I a hard think, one to follow. Um, <laughs> well, let me see. Uh, okay, well, definitely one of them on the board, and I, I honestly was super impressed with um, my gameplay that night. Like, well, I mean, I was playing like shit. I was with you guys, um, and we were clearing some missions, and I think one of them was uh uh the the hunt huntathon i think it was like it was like an epic hunt where we were in the desert and i was just dying left right and center i think i caught it like three times and in the same uh, in the same night that we were hunting we were hunting a hellblade glavness and i decided you know what i'll just do valor longsword because you know what what's the worst that could happen you know i've already been playing like shit you know i might as well do okay in that hunt my valor gauge was about to run out and I managed to get three consecutive Valor Guard points on the, that Hellblade Glavness. I remember this. And people were, yes, and people were like getting last week. blasted left, right, and center from this thing. Like, it was like throwing out like the tail slash where it would send out a wave of fire guarded against that. Yeah. And then it did another attack where I think it um, it did like the, the, the tailspin where it does the Beyblade. Valor guarded against that. And then, right as I'm about to run out, like, he does, like, the big, um, like, tail slam where it slams and then it's massive bomb explosion everywhere. I think, I feel bad for you, Fortuan, because you did die to that one. Valor guard against it! And no damage was taken throughout that entire thing. It was, oh my god. It was really, really amazing. I never thought that I would actually be able to play that well. And it was funny because, like, all... All of those consecutive guard points were, like, so tightly packed together. And, like, I would guard, and then I was guarding, and I'd be like, what is going on? And then the third one came, and I'm like, holy shit! This is amazing! <laughs> and, like, yeah. I, I remember. You were losing your shit, and the rest of us are like, please, water, <laughs> help! <laughs> That's generally how hunting Hellblade X goes. This I don't think this was the EX. Um, was I, I don't think it. I I don't remember if it was the EX I think or it was, not. I think it was the. Uh, I, think I think it was, it was the, the Hellblade Fifteen. I think it. Yeah, it was fight. Yeah, it was the G Five where we had to deal with a Hellblade and then a regular and then another Hellblade. Okay. But like we yeah, were on I the last one, we we couldn't afford to have any more feints by the end of it because uh, we'd already had like a couple of carts. 
I think it was like we three because of insurance. Yeah, 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 we had insurance, but yeah, like I had to, I had to play my best, or otherwise I was gonna, you know, I was gonna cart, and then we were gonna lose. And like being able to pull off all those crazy valor guards, you know, right at the key moments when I needed to the most, and it succeed. I was like, fuck yes, that was mm-hmm. such an amazing moment. Loved it. Okay, so uh, G five Hellblade. Um, I, Ace, uh, and Jay were there. So they can testify. Uh, Jay's a listener, so so welcome, Jay. You have you have made it onto the podcast. <laughs> um, we're gonna get um, another fifth. We're gonna get a fifth co-host in here. Don't worry. You know we'll make room uh, I, for you. I mean, and then we'll all die. Uh, It'll be okay. Okay, you know what? I can't make <laughs> that promise. Of- it's not my show. We should. Sorry, a lot of time. A- well, April I'm Fool's gonna get banned again. <laughs> no, we we had a guy get a uh, girl or bot. <laughs> uh, more bot is the is the answer. We had a bot get banned within minutes yesterday. Yeah. I oh was yeah. Like, fort, fort, done. <laughs> well, I remember there was another yeah. one in there earlier where it's like, hey, would you like to invest in these college programs? You know, and then sending like a link, and That's I'm like, was. you son of a bitch. What are you doing here? That's exactly what it was. Need help writing your term papers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just follow this link. Yeah. We're not stealing your information. No. Um, <laughs> okay. So my first one is actually a conglomeration of Monster Hunter moments in general. Okay. This game is just full of those moments, which is probably why it's my number one. Mm-hmm. Um series uh anything from stuff i've talked on the show where like lasty and lasty is the story of my brother and i taking two weeks to two weeks to beat a cantor and monster hunter freedom 2 uh (laughs) and then him dying twice and then me dying me dying twice and then him dying the third cart every time that happened and I would call him Lasty and he would get so mad because he's like but you hunted, you fainted twice you carted <laughs> twice and you're you're getting mad at me for hunting uh, like for, for going once and I'm like still the last faint still <laughs> failed the quest <laughs> I was being trolly mostly but we eventually did beat that monster um, you know I talked about this not that long ago the Adokal fight where mm-hmm. I was like I had uh crowd of my family around and I soloed it with like seconds left and no healing items and like five health (laughs) like you know just epic moments like that besting Fatalis and Iceborne when we finally did it uh we did it as a four man uh Chance was involved I think it was just us two and some randoms I know Morg you weren't there Ace wasn't part of that that success we did try to help Ace (laughs) <laughs> afterwards mm-hmm. uh, um, just like the game <clears throat> lends itself to epic moments you you will see those epic moments on my twitter I just posted two yesterday um, one of them is more of a funny moment um, Rathian dreadqueen underscore Rathian dot exe has stopped responding which oh, I totally yeah. stole from I totally stole that that formula from ace Mm-hmm. Uh, on another Dread Queen we did where she just stood there. Yeah, where she's just um, like frozen is like, <laughs> what do but I this do? One, oh yeah, I get pissed off! It, yeah. If you haven't seen it, we're fighting a Dread Queen and we had just got, it's a it's a 
Dread Queen, two, no, two normal Rathians or two Dread Queens? I can't remember. Um, it's one of the G5s. Uh, you, you have, or maybe it was the 10, uh, the, the last high rank one. I don't remember. But anyways, she's flying. I'm, we just get done carving the dead one and Rathian does the swoop up and then fly forward. And then she's flying into a wall. And just continuously flying. Nothing happening. Just I flying. saw that, yeah. Where so, she well, like, I, stays completely motionless in the air, just like, <gasps> frozen in the spot, like, as if, like, she's, like, just broken. And you can you can see in the clip, Ace gets tired of it. He goes in there, he does the Moonbreaker 3 with the greatsword, where he goes, whoosh, whoosh, and does the front flip and hits it. He knocks it out of the air simultaneously while I'm hitting it with a, with a downward slash. So we actually hit the same mm -hmm. time. We both knock it out, and we're just like, it's done! We well, fixed it! Well, wow. I posted my own clip of that moment. You could see me just fully, like, carving all three of the carbs off the Rathi, and then I'm like, alright, yeah. I'll fix this. I did the same thing. Uh, I carved the three, and then I picked up a tear. And you actually see Gog. Gog was in that fight with us, and Gog... Mm -hmm. Um, uh, was picking up the tier with me, and you can see on my point of view, you can see Ace in the background doing that, and then me in the foreground. But then I also have uh, the time I was fighting with you, Ace, uh, the the Glavinus that I killed. I was just like full, like adept. It was just like perfect adept play for me. It's mm -hmm. like adept, adept dodge, full charge, swing, uh, take off the tail, dodge this, kill the monster, <laughs> done. I'm like. Yes. <laughs> like, it was just so good. Uh, I've got a couple um, older Twitter ones, like, where I do the same thing to a Durambrus, where I just combo the shit out of it, and it dies, and it never touches me. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, Monster Hunter is just full of those moments. So my first one is just Monster Hunter. Just so many moments like that across all the games. Um, I'll, I'll delve into a new one I haven't talked about on the show quite a bit. Um, this is from Monster Hunter 1, back when I used to play with my high school buds. Mm -hmm. And this is when I was a heavy bow gunner. We had a problem in the volcano. Um, there was an area of the volcano that's, a, that's like a, a crescent or a sea around another island surrounded by lava. And there's... Uh, Gravius was standing on the island, just shooting beams at us <laughs> and roaring. And we're just like, we're going to fail the quest because he's never moving. So, um, I'm standing there shooting it. I'm a heavy bow gunner, right? And I'm just shooting whatever I can. So, I'm the only one doing damage, but I'm never going to do enough damage on my own um, to kill it. You know, because it's Monster Hunter 1 and we're online. And my friend, uh, uh, Eric, he's, uh, he's known for being kind of trolly. He does the taunt animation where you lay down on your back and you're like, Come on! Come on! He does that to the Gravius. Gravius then goes roar, and then he starts running, and then, oh no! <laughs> and then, like he's like he sees me, and me and being heavy bowgun and Monster Hunter one, he sees me go, whoosh, fold up the weapon for like a day and just start <laughs> running. To the oh side. my god! <laughs> he gets killed. He actually gets killed because he didn't move out of the taunt. He's like what? And <laughs> quest failed. Uh. <laughs> what a beautiful moment uh, so yeah so Monster Hunter in general is my number one um, 
just so many, so many moments all the time, and Rise is going to create more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, probably not in low rank, but high rank will get those. Yeah, um, for sure. Low rank's going to be too easy. But yeah, uh, there we go. So, Ace, we're going to cycle back to you. Um, my second is sort of a sad one. Um, from Shadow of the Colossus, the towards the end of the game, when you lose aggro. Um, aggro! <laughs> about about as sad a moment as you could get. I mean, you go through a whole adventure, and aggro's there the whole time, right right at your side, and then you run along the bridge. Until you get near a boss, and you have to leave aggro. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, just making that last little jump and thinking, "Come on, we can do it!" And then aggro throws you off, and then. The mm-hmm. platform just gives way. I think for a lot of people that was like such a no moment. And <laughs> it is sad. It is sad because yeah, it's aggro. Like what? What are you gonna do? Yeah, and then your best bud. And then you get the reveal at the end of game. the game that he's still alive and he's slowly making his way back to the shrine. And I'm like, there's hope. I mean, I'm now a devil, baby, but there's hope. <laughs> also, that horse is totally glue. It has a it has a shot leg. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they can give him some of the fruit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's it's a harsh reality. But a horse breaks a leg a lot of times; it's gone. I know. Like, you can't, it can't make it. I was gonna say they spent how many uh, thousands of dollars trying to say what was his name, Barbaro or some shit. Is that the racehorse? Yeah, the, yeah, some racehorse like ten years yeah. ago or something. He like broke his leg right before he was gonna win the triple crown or some shit. Mm. And they yeah. spent like thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to save him because his stud fees would have like been insane. Mm-hmm. More than hundreds of thousands for sure. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Now I'm looking this up because I'm curious. Definitely a moment that stands out in my mind, and I'm looking forward to the next time where I play the game to relive those feelings of triumph and those feelings of sorrow anew. I am not looking forward to editing out chips. <laughs> I was oh yeah, yeah. I am. Eat, I am eating ruffles. <laughs> For those of you who who are listening and you're wondering about They'll the know. crunching noises, They'll know. yeah, I'm well. eating ruffles. They're all dress flavored. They're super. Right good. up to this point, they're gonna wonder. Okay, so which one of them's the asshole? Well, you'll have to let me know if it shows up on my audio. But there, there's an apartment that is behind us, and uh, I don't know if you guys could hear it, but there was a car that left, and they had some very loud. Hispanic music going in their car, and I'm wondering if the doom 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 will show up on the audio. It might. <laughs> It'll add a little bit of flavor to it. Oh yeah, that reminds me. We went to one of the I don't know now 40 Mexican restaurants in my town. <laughs> I talked about that a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they were. Morg, come on. <laughs> Mmm, <laughs> the Coca-Cola is so refreshing. Okay. Not sponsored. Hey, come on, sponsor so us, please. So the fall of 
the fall of aggro brought to you by ruffles and coca-cola <laughs> this is not a paid promotion but we will promote hang it hang on hang on hang on Beppies. pepsi and pepsi my rival um, oh smart water mm. and mountain dew and monster <gasps> i think pepsi has you outnumbered morgue Mm. Pepsi. Uh, okay, so I know Pepsi. I'm pretty sure Pepsi makes Smart Water and Monster. Mountain Dew is definitely a Pepsi thing. <laughs> You're outnumbered, man. God damn it! I'm going. I'm going to do a publicly apologize. I will probably miss something of this. <laughs> so back on topic. Who's next? Uh, that'd be you, Pan. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> I was trying to count up how many I had here and if I had enough room for another Crusader Kings thing. Um, so I talked about Crusader Kings. going to talk about this other thing. Uh, fuck it. I'm talking about Crusader Kings again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in Crusader Kings, there is this achievement called Seven Centuries. Uh, basically, okay. you get this achievement if you start at the earliest possible start date and maintain... Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and maintain. Oh god, I've had the push to talk. Still I call going. next. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he gets the next burp. Tiny count. All right. A tiny human. What are you doing, Emery? Oh, Where okay, we- good <gasps> body. Child, hello. Wait, no, she oh, can't hear us. A wild Damn offspring it. appeared. <laughs> okay. This time it was Emery. So, so there's a there's an achievement called Seven Centuries, where if you start at the earliest possible start date. I think it's like 782 or something like that. And you maintain yeah. uh, your dynasty from 782 to like 1472. That's when the game ends, 1472, because that's when the Renaissance begins or something like that. So if you maintain your dynasty through all seven centuries that Crusader King spans, you get this achievement. It's a super hard achievement to get. It's pretty rare because like all kinds of weird bullshit can happen. Oh, yeah. I've only managed to do it like two or three times. Um... So the very first time I did it, uh, I had Quite the humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it also takes a long fucking time. Yeah. To I bet. play the to play it that much. Okay, but uh, so I I was uh, I was uh, I was the Byzantines. Yeah, I, I like playing as the Byzantines because they have a bunch of really fun, unique mechanics. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, glory to the people in Senate of Rome. But, um, uh, so, so I was the Byzantines, and, uh, I was, uh, I was a Byzantine empress, and, um, I had, like, I had, like, eight or nine offspring, and there's only, like, 60 years to go until I get the seven centuries achievement. It's, it's in the bag. I'm gonna do it. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, like, 30 years old, and I've got, like, I've got, like, seven kids and, like, 14 grandkids. And then the Black Plague happens. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Uh, oh yeah! Not, <laughs> not great for the <laughs> for the comes. Byzantines. So uh, the Black Plague hits, and um, every single one of my kids dies. Fucking Kool Aid um, man! Every single one of the kids dies, uh, but it's okay. They managed to crank out a few grandkids. The dynasty will continue, and I still have like two or three siblings who are alive, and they had a few kids. They're still like. There's still a decent num- number of my family members left. We will survive this through sheer numbers. Like don't the keep breeding. <laughs> we no, need the, the numbers. No, here's the thing. 
here's the thing. I'm the only player controlled character, and I'm a 45 year old woman in like the in the 1400s. Gotta pound those babies yeah. out. Bam, bam, bam. No, so here's what I did. I took the seduction focus, and I just start to seducing like any man who comes <laughs> in reach. <laughs> desperately attempting to pump out an air before I hit my 45th birthday because after you hit 45 uh, your fertility like drops like a fucking rock if you're a woman right cervix of yeah. steel my god I am so proud oh, yeah. of you no I caught the plague that, I no. caught the plague. that just reminds me of uh, Rebel Wilson and Jojo Rabbit this year I had six I kids for Germany <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, I caught the plague, and, uh, like, right after I caught the plague, I get a prompt, oh, it turns out, uh, oh, I'm pregnant, but which one of my lovers is the father? Or I get some prompt like that, and I'm like, thank God, now all I gotta do is survive the plague and have the kid. Hopefully. I, I, <laughs> I do, but I do. The character dies in childbirth, though, so then, uh, I am the last and only member of the family who has survived the plague, this little infant who is now the king, or who is now, like, the emperor of all Rome and most of Africa. Uh, let's see, because, yeah, because I was playing as Restore the Roman Empire, so I had conquered, like, like my family had conquered, like, Air Arabia, uh, North Africa, uh, all of, all of Europe, everything in Europe, and then, and, so, and I had restored the, the borders of the Roman Empire, and I had started creeping up into Scandinavia, too. Because fuck it, that's the only place left. And I had a yeah. couple chunks of Russia as well. Um, but so now this uh, this infant is now the, the most powerful individual in the in the world. And there are so many plots to kill him. And I have 20 years to go until I hit seven centuries. My God. And I, do I dodged so many assassination attempts. There were so many, like, there was a, someone put a snake in my crib. Someone, uh, <laughs> a, a nursemaid was going to smother me with a pillow. And by sheer RNG, she backed out at the last minute. Um, uh, I, like, someone was going to push me off a ledge, but then my, uh, like, one of my faithful guards stopped him. Because, <laughs> like, through oh sheer RNG, God. I survived all of these. My God. Was, yeah. So many people were trying to kill me. And I finally fucking made it to 16 when, because if you're not an adult, you don't have agency in a lot of actions that happen. But I finally made it yeah. to 16. I became an adult. A lot of people stopped trying to kill me because they, they just automatically stop hating you once you're, once you reach majority. And I just, like, fuck it. I just marry the first, like, fertile woman I can find <laughs> and start cranking out heirs before I get, my ass gets assassinated and I can make it down the last five years. My it was god. a wild ride. <laughs> My god. Jeez. That is intense. It was it was so tense. It was like it was one of the most tense like 40 cuz this all took place over about 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh my god. And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. No, if I could just wall myself up in the, the castle, I won't get the plague." Oh shit, I got the plague. Well, if I just seduce half the half the kingdom or the half of the kingdom that's left, I can, you know, maybe have an heir. <sighs> it was tough. But I made mm -hmm. it. I got it. And uh, I was very happy when when the dawn of the when the Enlightenment era happened and my family was still owning most of the world. Jeez! <laughs> wow! Oh my god! All right. 
Morgan, you gotta follow that up again. Oh my god, how am I supposed to compete with these? Oh my god. You know what, I'm just gonna pull out the big guns. You know what, let's get into Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Where I came out, well, this is not a new set, but like what I was able to accomplish okay, okay. with it. The Clutch Claw Heavy Bowgun Punish Draw set. It was mm -hmm. so good that I went and I tested it out on a Legiana and... What I was able to do with it, with that set, just from doing Clutch Claw attacks, I was able to dunk it eight times consecutively. Oh, <laughs> so what geez. I would do is I'd... I, it was so funny because it would be in the air, poof, ah, falls down, and it's vulnerable, so I get the Clutch Claw on it again, poom, and then when it gets back up, Clutch Claw on it, and it gets up into the air, poof, ah, and it would just mm. fall down repeatedly over and over and over again. Eight times! I dropped it out of the air. It did not get a chance to actually, like, move or anything. It would just go up in the air, down in the air, up in the air, down in the air, up in the air, down in the air. And then, on the last one, I was able to get a Wyvern Snipe. And this was, like, the special one, the one that it doesn't pierce through. It's the one that, if you target a weak spot on the monster, it'll set off a big explosion on them. The mm -hmm. awesome thing about it is, is if you put and you put your weapon away, then you pull it out and then use it, it gets the concussive uh, impact damage from Punish Draw. After getting eight consecutive drops on this guy, and then shooting him in the head with it, I was able to get a KO. Nice. So I was able to topple it nine times in a row. Nine times! It yeah, could do Duncan. nothing! Dunking flying I, monsters out of the air is one of my favorite pastimes in Monster Hunter. It is. Especially Generations Ultimate. Um, I've gotten lucky so many times with the backswing on the greatsword that I just yeah. like, just barely clip them on like, the tail or the edge of the wing and then they just, <laughs> they just right onto the ground. But what oh was no, best it's a Simba moment. It. Hello. Oh, they're like, hello child! Daddy. Yes, <laughs> he's daddy? a very nice daddy, isn't he? Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. You learn daddy. something new every day. Okay. Aww, she's hugging <laughs> him and everything in her, like, unitard thing. Pajama onesie. Footies. 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 Footy pajamas. Those are. With, like, the built-in socks. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, footy. Oh, there's the doggo. Yay, doggo's on the bed, too. Blinky. Fucking wholesome, you. Uh, but yeah, but you know what made it even better was that somebody tagged Gaijin Hunter to that video after I had posted it on Twitter and I got a like from it. I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> Woo! that was the biggest <laughs> high of my day. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. If the big man himself can like this, I, huh, life is complete. I'm mm -hmm. I'm full I'm fulfilled I'm satisfied. What a wonderful day that was. Okay. Sorry, I I knew you were talking about the heavy bowgun mm -hmm. meme build. I do remember that. Yeah. Oh wait, you saw that clip that I posted, right? Where I was able to like clutch claw onto its head, and then I dunked it eight times in a row, and then got a KO from the wyvern snipe critical draw. Is this the one where you were in the? V-shaped area of the forest? 
no, it was in the Guiding Lands, and it was in the Arctic Zone, the place where you fight Stygian and Ogre. No, I, I remember the clip you were in, you were you were abusing a Puke Puke in the forest. That's what I remember. That most. one was really fun too. <laughs> oh my god, the things that you can do with bow! Holy shit! Especially when you specifically build a set around the idea of using the um, what is it called? Um, the dragon shot, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the piercer, the one where you go and then you charge up and then you just fire down the line. It's the one where you use the slinger ammo as the basis for your shot. And then you go, no. you, you clutch, and then you go in, and then poof, and then it shoots a wide spray. What? No, I was talking about your clutch claw meme build with the um, heavy bow gun. Yes, yes. I didn't, yeah, that one was yeah. so cool. The best part about it was that Gaijin Hunter took a notice to it, and he liked it. I was like, oh, awesome. Okay. A lot of people were actually um, impressed sorry. with that one. Sorry, sorry, I, sorry, I, uh, I missed part of that one. <laughs> when he says part, um, it was a big chunk, like almost yeah, the whole thing. I, I had to, <laughs> I had to carry. Emery was. It's okay. The kids are yeah, more Emery important. The They're more important. Yeah. Value your family, ladies and gentlemen. This all is right. this is the moral here. Okay, value your family above all else. So I mean, that's mine... the uh, that's the moral of Crusader Kings. It is. Prime example of that. Make babies. God damn it. Make those babies. Fight that plague. Show them who's boss. <laughs> Spit so. them babies out. Jeez. That just gave me an image of like you like next to like a hospital bed with like a pregnant woman and you're just like hand on tummy and just boop 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 boop. <laughs> Just I'm cannon. going to die. <laughs> Doing CPR compressions <laughs> on the belly. It's just firing the babies I mean, out like machine gun rounds. Just boop, 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 if you like, congratulations, it's a boy. Uh, <laughs> so my next story. I'm okay. <laughs> I see you dying there. Oh man. Oh, oh, I'm boy. so happy okay. that I'm so funny. Oh. So, so my next one, um, this is another story with the, uh, the guys, the bickering bucks guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this is our go-to story when we talk about the game mag. So give me a second. Cause it's going to get a little loud and I'm going to have to cover my mouth to do it. Okay. But I have titled it this way because that's the way it happened. So you ready? <laughs> okay. Let's hear this. Jago! All right, there we go. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I had never met or talked to Jacob before playing Mag with him in this match. Never knew the guy. He was a mutual friend of Brian and I's. Or he was a friend of Brian's and Austin. I knew Brian and Austin from college. 
and we were all hanging out online. Like, hey, my buddy Jacob's going to join. He's pretty good and stuff too. He's going to play a medic, and uh, I was also a medic. And the the point of the point of the match. So it's a first person shooter game that is entirely player driven. Okay, entirely. So there's like leaders of factions that are players and decide what they want to do and what matches want to happen and blah, blah, blah. It's a really cool thing that just never took to, it basically failed because they had some serious design issues and money issues, the studio and whatever, Mm -hmm. but really cool game. And one of the things is it was a pretty much take the objective and then win. So it was like you had side a and side B they have control points A, B, and C. Okay. Right? Side 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 A controls or actually side one and two. Just to not make it less complicated. The point is to control all A, B, and C. Right? You get points for the longer you control something. It racks up a point meter. First one to most points wins. Okay. So you control your point. You control. They control their point, and you fight over the middle. Is essentially what happens. But if you do well enough, you can fight over the middle, win it, and that becomes your spawn point, and now you're pushing up on their objective. And then if you push up on their objective, take their objective, they now have a spawn point further back trying to retake their objective. Mm-hmm. So, pretty straightforward idea. Right? Okay. And I should say, in the middle layer, there's actually two different points to capture, so it makes it a little more complicated. But, we are playing, and we are pushing for... Uh, we are pushing for the middle, and we are in a squad, and squads are make it of six people, and there are four squads in a match, or five or six or something like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're all on voice chat talking, and the squad leader can talk to the other squad leaders to coordinate. It's a really cool system. I, re- I really loved it. Um, so we're in a squad. Uh, my friend Brian is a squad leader, and he's like, okay. We're all saying we're going to go for objective B. We're going to go for objective B, take it, and hold it. And then once we get to a certain point range, we're then going to go for C. We're going to attack their base, screw D or whatever the other one was. Like We're going to go for their base, straight shot. We take it, but then they immediately push back. And we take it as in like everyone's there, but uh, someone calls in like an airstrike or something mm-hmm. and takes out everybody oh, oh no right? oh. everybody everybody so we're like we're gonna lose the objective right but there uh the there was there was me and there was jacob left right so then we hold it together and um i get shot and you can get downed in this game uh so you get downed and medic can pick you back up at full health so i get downed and i'm like Jacob! Oh and then my he's God. like, what are you... And then he's like, what? Who is that? And I was like, Jacob! I'm down! Medic! <laughs> like, I'm just, like, yelling. Because <laughs> at the time, my uh, my wife at the time was not home. She was at school, uh, nursing school. And I was just me playing by myself after work with the buds. And I was just screaming, just like... And then, like, <laughs> and then, like, the, he picks me up, he goes down, I pick him up, and this goes back and forth, 
and then he's just he he can't he's just he's crying laughing with <laughs> me just screaming Jacob. So this then became a thing. Every time I saw Jacob in person, I'd be like Jacob. <laughs> And I had never met this guy in person until, like, a year after this. That's so, like, so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, um, but now he's a, you know, he's been a, uh, a close personal friend. And actually, you can listen to him with, with me on Bickering Bucks. And he's, we call him Jacob Regimo on that show. Uh, it's so good. Um, I wish Mag had a remaster. Because I will say, I've been replaying Demon Souls on that. I got that PS5. Ha-cha-cha. Ooh. To the listeners, I got it. I've been playing it. Uh, I've been replaying Demon Souls on it, which is the first game I had on PS3, along with Mag. I had two games to start with. It was Mag and and Demon Souls, and playing with people, Mag, playing by myself, and and you... basically screwing screws into my eyeballs, thumbs, and and genitalia is Demon Souls. So there you go. Do you, I was gonna say, do you have a stress ball set next to you for? Oh, dude, play I sessions? put down Demon Souls yesterday. It was like, yeah, yesterday I played for about two... No, it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before. I played for about two and a half hours straight on the chasm. Oh, my I'm God. I'm done for now. <laughs> I'm going to... I didn't beat the first boss on the chasm. The chasm is Blighttown equivalent for Dark Souls people who don't know mm-hmm. uh, Demon Souls. Um, like, I just... I'm going to put it down. I'm going to finish Spider-Man. And then I'm going to try to come back to it. Because <laughs> I needed a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but i beat every other first level um yeah if you know what demon souls is you, you can get into that but yeah that's that's the Jacob mag story there you go i love it it's great um so ace you're uh, third so my third is We're... sort of gonna be a two for one because it's from the same game it's gonna be mm-hmm. dead space the original one um mm. so one of the one of the defining moments of that game for me was finally uh, felling the Ubermorph, the unstoppable killing machine that self-regenerates no matter how many times you shoot off its limbs, stasis it, stomp it, slap it around, blow it apart. It just keeps on coming at you, regenerating, and then finally um, getting it properly stasis behind the um the what out the engines of a ship Mm -hmm. and just burning it up into nothing it was just like a final just oh oh thank god it's gone i don't have to deal with this anymore i've been shitting Mm -hmm. my pants for like the last 40 minutes be gone um oh my god and then the other moment from the game um, just finding out, uh, Nicole was dead the entire time when for a consider- considerable period of time before you'd been seeing her and getting assistance from her with the levels only to find out, no, she, she injected herself with a syringe because she couldn't cope with what was happening around her. And it implies that, you know, the marker has been making you crazy and then that has potential ramifications for the next game i was just like oh i didn't expect this at all (laughs) and then and then i find out like a a couple weeks after finishing the game that the uh titles for each chapter spells out nicole is dead and i'm just like great 
Great. Missed it the entire time. Awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Is dead. Oh no. Did you not know that? Uh, the chapters fucking spell it out. It. <laughs> I've never finished it. I started it and then I put it down because I got the PS5 and there you go. Oh, okay. That's fair. Well, spoiler. <laughs> that's funny. No, I already knew Nicole was dead. I've I've talked about this game quite. My my friend Brian's a really good, uh, really really big into the series as well. Mm-hmm. So, and of course you you and Jay have been talking about it quite a bit too lately. Yeah, I maybe eventually want so, to get yeah. this tattoo expanded on, but we'll <clears throat> see what I come up with it if if I ever do do that. All right, uh, Pan. So a uh, third story for you. <clears throat> okay, so uh, this one's uh, this one will be a little bit quicker. Um, <clears throat> I've previously okay. talked about how uh, how much I really really like Echo the Dolphin. Um, yes. And uh, back when I was uh, I think it was like sixteen or seventeen, it was on the Wii. It was on like the Wii Virtual Console, and so I, I mm-hmm. got to replay it for the first time in like twelve years at that point, because I'd been like four mm-hmm. or five when we got rid of our Genesis. So I played it and I played it over and over and over and over for like <coughs> two or three weeks because I had time because I was 17 and not going to school. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was homeschooled, Ace. Oh, Very I was poorly say, homeschooled. Are you just a delinquent? Is that who we're talking to? No, no, I was homeschooled <laughs> uh, by a religious fanatic who didn't really homeschool. Uh, so I just oh, played Echo uh, the Dolphin for like two weeks, and that's all I did. And I fucking beat that game. And it, it's yeah, tough. I don't know if you've seen videos yeah. of, of the last two levels of Echo I the have. Dolphin, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's 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 tough three levels in. Like, it's... <laughs> let alone the end. Yeah, that was a triumph. For me. I was, mm-hmm. like, on the edge of my seat, like, holding my breath and, like... <gasps> that breath you can finally take when you beat that fucking alien. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Yeah, that's that's an achievement I, in and of itself. I don't without... think I could do it again. <laughs> I don't want. To. Yeah, and I don't I'm, want to. <laughs> I'm starting to think that about Demon Souls. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt about Jack too. That game. Oh my god! I gotta start over Love it. again from the beginning though, because I haven't beaten it. I haven't finished it, and I can't start oh, from yeah. like the near end. Like I'm almost finished it, but I need to start over. And I yeah. need to record it because I... it's fucking frustrating and it's so damn funny when I get angry at that game. <laughs> it's such <laughs> bullshit. All the all the missions are super super bullshit. But it's a fun game. I never played them. Never played that series. I definitely would recommend Jack too. It's a good game. Um, so, Morg, that leads us up to your... Th- uh, yeah, it'd be third story. Okay, yeah. So for number three, mine is um, beating Zan Krigor in the original Unreal Tournament. Now, um, if we were to look at um, later um, titles of the series, like um, I think the latest one I have is Unreal Tournament 2004... And in that one, if you get to the last boss, all you have to do is you have to kill him or at least get a higher score than him uh, before the time runs out. That's all you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. But for the original Unreal Tournament, you have to kill him 
10 times before the time runs out. And, like, if you do not succeed in that, or if he manages to kill you 10 times before you can get him 10 times, you lose. So, you have to beat him. But the problem with that is, is that Zan Kriegor, as you continue to beat him, he gets progressively more difficult. He gets stronger, he gets faster, and he deals more damage. Um, and it... it, it so... <sighs> What's that skill in Monster Hunter that people abuse? Fortify. Imagine if he had Fortify. He all has the Fortify. Way <laughs> um, and, he has Fortify. Okay. And his favorite weapons are the rocket launcher, which allows him to be able to home in on you, or the flat cannon, which is insane for spread, and it also has like um, a secondary attack where it shoots like a molten ball of flak. And when it hits you, it explodes into shrapnel, and it deals additional damage. Um, with him spamming all the most difficult, um, uh, weapons to avoid that do stupid amounts of damage that can take you down to less than half health, even when you have max armor and max health, it's just an insane fight, especially when he's able to, like, Ninja Gaiden, like, I saw this when I was, when I had him cornered in a hallway, he was at the one end, and he was Ninja Gaiden, jumping back and forth across the walls, coming at me, and I couldn't shoot at him, and I'm like, oh, shit, 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 and he gets close to me, and one hit KOs me. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to beat this guy. Uh, like, I have no idea. That is... I tell you what, Morg, if you liked that experience, that's Titanfall 2 in a nutshell. Yeah. With the pilots, because they can wall run, double jump, and slide and keep momentum. Oh god, it's insane. I, I, um, <laughs> beating him, finally beating him, and beating the game was the greatest labor that I knew at the time when I was. Um, oh shit, I'm probably like 14, maybe a little bit older than that. It was insanely difficult, very very hard to beat him. Um, if you do like difficult games, but I, like even though it's a retro game and the graphics aren't insane. It's really good. It, it's a mm. phenomenal game. But yeah, like, it's tough as balls. It's very, very fast. Like, and I don't think you can change the speed settings in that game like you can in Unreal, 2, Unreal 2004. Where that one, you have, like, room to throw in all kinds of fun mods. Like, I think one of them is, like, if you, the more people that you kill, the larger your head gets. And you can you get this ginormous brain. So it's easier to, like, one-hit and one-shot you. Like, headshot you. Um, big head mode. Yeah, yeah. I love big head <laughs> mode. Um, but, yeah. Zan Krigor in the original Unreal Tournament is probably one of the hardest bosses that I know of in video gaming. And beating him... I <laughs> I think I was, like, so overly exhausted, I couldn't be happy. Like, it, it was ridiculous. But after I'd finally recovered, after, like, spending I don't know how long trying to fight him, like, ooh, it felt so good after that, because... I, I don't... I don't even... Yeah. I can't... I don't think I can beat him even now. Like, that was the one time I beat him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I understand that. There's There's definitely one of those, did it once, that's all I need. I'm good. Oh, I I, I still try. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I actually can't physically. I can't beat him. That one time that I beat him when I was a kid. That was a that was a big milestone for me. Yeah, yeah. I I still can't believe my my eight year old self beat Mario three. I don't know how. I just don't. <laughs> it's ridiculously hard. 
That game is insanely hard. <laughs> That's the only way I beat Echo, like, time. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, so my number three, uh, I have mentioned this in the show before, um, but I'll, I'll give a little more backstory to it, which is uh, Top 8 in War for Cybertron. So when I say Top 8, I was number 8 in the world on the leaderboards. Mm-hmm. Um, so this started out, this is the first game I got on my PS3 brand new. I got it day and date on launch i was excited for it it was a third person shooter uh in the vein of like gears of war or something but it was faster paced because you were a transformer and you could transform between there was um there was classes there was a class class based shooter um so you had um the jets you could be a jet like um star screen or something like that uh it could be a truck uh which is you know optimus prime mm-hmm. you could be a tank which would, I can't remember any of the tank guys' Barricade, names. Barricade, I think? It could be a car. Maybe. Uh, well, it was like a heavy vehicle more so than anything. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were all tanks. So they were just heavy vehicles. And there was what you could customize what you were and stuff. But essentially, those are the classes and they have abilities. Right? And I had been playing. I loved the game from the get-go. I played it a lot. And... I decided to check, and this the granted this is I made top eight for exactly one week, and then I was done. Um, so what what ended up happening is um, I had played for about three or four days. Um, about all of my game time was spent on this game. Every match I cycled to a next class. I didn't stay on one class. Most people like to stick like oh you know like the, the jet's my favorite because you can fly, or that kind of thing. Uh, but the thing is, a jet's easy to kill. They're really light, lightweight, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all sorts of special abilities associated with it and stuff. So I just fell in love with all four of them. I was like, I'm just, every match I'm going to cycle through. <laughs> just like, next match I'm going to do this. Next match I'm going to do this. Uh, this actually started the mentality of how I play games like Call of Duty and Titanfall later on. Mm-hmm. Of, I prestige a weapon, then move on to the next weapon. I never, never play one weapon the whole time. Right. Never have. Because... I just like to do different things. So I checked after about having played it, I think maybe a week or two. And I noticed I was like number 92 in the world. And I was like, huh, how did that happen? Like, I mean, I was doing well, but like, I didn't feel like I didn't win every match, but like I did top the leaderboard every match. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, um, Okay, cool. Uh, so, like, um, I started getting into it. I and, and let me preface this: I have always felt that I have sucked at video games up until this point. I feel like everyone has always done better than me. I'd be like, I finally beat this game, and they're like, it took you two months. Oh, you poor child! Like, like people would be like that mentality, and I'd be like, oh, I thought, oh, okay. So I just never thought I was any good, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just. Even even in Monster Hunter, I had beat all the content. Uh, I had been soloing stuff, but I never felt even... Like, I had this complex of I didn't feel I was good enough to go online. So I never played the PSP titles online. I didn't feel I was good enough. Like, so I just did it all by myself. Um, which apparently is a good way to get better. <laughs> and people, people flaunt that as like, oh yeah, I soloed that content. And I was like, I soloed it because I thought I was... I thought it would be easier solo and... and, and 
I didn't think I was good enough to hunt with others. <laughs> but, uh, well, I did hunt a lot with my brother when I could, too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all that aside, I keep checking, and I'm going down. The I'm, like, not, like down the... I was, like, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s. And I was like, holy cow. So I started getting wrapped into, up into it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play a little more. Play a little more seriously. And I still rotated on everything. And you could see, like, what class they... You could see, like, what classes they favored and stuff. Like, like oh, this person plays this class, and then they'll show, like, a bar of how much they played that class, like, percentage-wise. And mine is, like, even. Dead even down the center. 25, <laughs> 25, 25, 25. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and everyone was like, they had like 80, 80, and then like a smattering of the other three or something like that usually. And I was like, I felt pretty proud of that, of me being like 25 down the thing and making the leaderboards. And, um, I got to, when I finally, I was checking and I stayed for about two weeks in the top 10 and then I got down to eight at the peak of it. And I was like, Yes, but then I started getting a little too wrapped up into it. Mm. I would start, I'd get mad if I died, or I'd get like really frustrated if a match didn't go as well as I wanted to. I could have won and hit the top of the leaderboard. I was like, I didn't. My KD ratio was just not good enough. It just wasn't there. Like, and I would be so mad. And I was like, and I, I was just like, oh man, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I can't put up with this stress. So I dropped it, mm-hmm. right? And any time where I get really into like a competitive game and I drop it, I would normally try to come back later on and be like, okay, I've cooled off. I was still really good when I came back. I wasn't even in the top two thousand anymore. Mm. I was gone. Oh wow! Like after, and I was just like, wow. So then I just never played it again. Mm-hmm. Like I just like. But that that rush of getting down to eight was just insane. And then, like, I noticed what happened to me when I got there. I was like, I'm taking this too seriously, so I need to, I need to back off. Right. So I did. Uh, and yeah, I just I never take a game that seriously again. But that game really made me feel like I'm actually good at first person shooters. So. When I've been playing, I still have been playing Titanfall a little bit with the PS3 here because I don't want to play PS3 while I'm listening to a podcast or something. So I listen to like three podcasts a week. So like they're and they're all an hour or two longer a piece. So like I have a either do the art or I've been doing um, Titanfall while I've been playing on the computer. And yeah, so I still top Titanfall consistently not every time but consistently mm-hmm. so and that's a first person shooter and it really instilled the the idea that i was kind of decent at games of course then learning i was like wait you soloed all like most of three ultimate what <laughs> like what you soloed that and i'm like yeah i th- why <laughs> um i did like well i thought you know like i don't know I never thought that was a good thing <laughs> up until people said it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So that's my number three. Number four, Ace. Uh, my number four is yet again, a sad one. Um, okay. Comes at the end of uh, the first Telltale Walking Dead game. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the decision whether or not to kill lee or to just leave him 
because uh, at this point in the story, um, he's been infected, he's infected by a by a walker. Um, doesn't matter if you cut off his arm or leave it on. Either way, he is infected, and it is so tragic because it's Clementine, a young girl who's like what, like eight or ten or 12? something like that, twelve. Oh, okay. She's like super young, and she's having to make this decision. And like Lee had just started, you know, sort of getting her up to speed and training her on, on using a gun. Uh, cut her hair shorter so that it's harder for walkers to or other people to potentially grab her. And you know, they've just sort mm-hmm. of formed a bond similar to like Joel and Ellie of like a daughter daughter father relationship and they've gone mm-hmm. on this crazy adventure together from a motel to a farm um and now they've gone in down to uh savannah and unfortunately found that her parents had become walkers as well and mm-hmm. they'd survived a uh encounter with a person who they had an unfortunate impact on earlier in the game and you you hope against hope that you know they're going to be able to make it through this but unfortunately it doesn't shake out that way and uh fighting through tears i made the decision to put lee down because i wouldn't want to be left in that sort of state and I don't know. That was a moment that that stands out to me for how much it broke me. <laughs> Damn. Got all sorts of moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm more of a a story based game game player. I like I like games that have a story and especially ones that emotionally impact me. How did you get into Monster Hunter? I mean, I like I like <laughs> other games too, but you know, I especially really like the story-based games. Well, I mean, like, sure. well, I started in middle yeah, school. I mean, um, one of my friends, who's no longer my friend, uh, turned me on to the series, and I picked it up from there, and here we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, Freedom Two and Freedom Unite. It was all about. Um, it was a vengeance story against Tigrex, you know, because he beats you up in the very beginning, and then you're like, "I'm gonna become strong again, and I will conquer you." Kind yeah, of thing. but aside from that beginning cutscene, that's all you ever see mm-hmm. in the story, unless you sat there and read it. Yeah, and apparently, so. like uh, the local um, hunter is forced into retirement because I think of a Tigrex. I think, I can't remember. I know he did get uh, brutally injured and that he can't hunt anymore, and so then he's like, it's all up to you, kid. You know, you gotta do it. You gotta do the the village solid kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Yep. We'll see if we have a live banning here. Oh. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Who could it be? Oh, Anyway, um, so... So, uh... I remember... So, Pan... Well, I had something to say about that that moment that Ace had, uh, because that that was intense. Uh, I remember Mm -hmm. uh, my husband... Well, boy, 
he might have been we might have that might have been right around that was right around when we got engaged so might whatever my husband he wasn't my husband back then but um yeah we back then uh we lived with three other we lived with a couple of other roommates um in this like big dumpy ass house and our living room slash dining room was this big five foot by five foot table uh that my dad had made so we could play d that we 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 asked him to like build it for us and we bought whatever we had this big ass five foot by five foot table in the middle of the dining room and that was like the communal like study table slash eating table slash computer desk for everybody because college so um i am derping around playing uh ftl and uh my husband he's on the other side of the table playing playing this like zombie apocalypse game and i'm just kind of lightly tuning in i'm aware of the walking dead comics Mm-hmm. But kind kind of vaguely, and uh, I eventually like just sort of like for fuck FTL. I'm like tuning into this story, and I'm like all bought in. And it's like it's Friday night, it's college, so the two of us just stay up all night playing this game. And like you know, you know, after I tuned in, we started like code making the choices together and stuff. Um, and it was our first playthrough. We didn't know that, like, it doesn't matter what choice you make. You know, you're railroaded down the same path no matter what. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, the first playthrough, and it was just so intense. And we, we stayed up till 5 a.m. playing that game. And it was, like, <laughs> right at, like, 5 a.m. when, uh, right around, like, 5 a.m. when you get to that choice. And we both decided that Clementine needed to steel herself against the horrors of this new world and uh, do the right thing and shoot Lee in the face. Mm-hmm. And then, like that, that messed us up. Yeah, <laughs> playing that, we yeah, had to like, we had to like go like after we were done playing that, we had to like go sit and talk and like that was an experience and it was so much fun and god damn if Telltale could have just had anything live up to half of what that game was. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of the Batman one. Yeah, gone. I couldn't oh, buy no. into it. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. That's all I, I wanted to add on to Ace's thing. Um, uh, another awesome moment in gaming. Um, do do do. I actually made a Reddit post about it when I when I did it. So I, I think I posted mm-hmm. it in the pod chat earlier. Hang on. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> okay. These damn wow, essay quick. bots. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in Harvest Moon 64, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times, uh, mm-hmm. there are, well, they didn't call them achievements back then because it was the 1990s, but basically there's these little achievements you can get in the game where if you fulfill certain requirements, you get a little cutscene, and then a photographer comes and takes your picture and it goes into your photo album of memories. And it's, yeah. it's like, you know... Uh, like the the daughter of the like the daughter of the vineyard owner falls in love. If the daughter of the vineyard owner falls in love with you, and you make friends with the harvest goddess, and you make friends with the harvest uh, elves, and you do a couple and you do this big long side quest thing, the uh, these spirits will the spirits of the grapevines will awaken, and uh, the daughter of the vineyard owner will come and be like, look, there's fairies in the vineyard, and then the photographer comes and takes your picture. And there's, there's a whole bunch of different pictures. Um, and for 10 years after this game came out, nobody knew the exact requirements to get the infamous party picture. They just knew you had to... 
there were theories about everything you had to fulfill, and nobody really knew it until someone like fucking data-mined data the game and found precisely what it was ten years after the game was released. Who, yeah. But, anyways, so, uh, I, about three years ago, um, this was actually when I was pregnant, and I had the game on uh, Wii U, on Virtual Console. Mm -hmm. I got every single picture in the photo book, including the party picture, uh, taken and in the photo book before the uh, before my dad came to rape my farm which is really tough to do by the way oh, man because you mm -hmm. have to get every girl in the you have to get every girl in town to fall in love with you you have to get married have a baby win a whole bunch of mini games and um be best buddies with like everybody in town and to get all the to get all the other pictures and then you also have to fill all the hidden requirements for the party picture and i did it and i was very happy when i did it and it posted on Reddit about it. Nice. I do remember you ta you talked about this uh, when we talked about one of the top ten lists. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's like Slice of yeah, Life games or something. Yeah. Um, which, kudos. Oh, hey, there's <gasps> a kitty. Yay, yes, and she does not hat. want to be here. <laughs> yeah, look at that oh, cat ow, just struggling. Ow, just like... Uh, <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. That was Cappuccino. If I move, you can see the sleeping Oh, we were, ta we were talking to her <laughs> earlier while you were putting uh, Emery to bed. Oh, yeah, she gets nervous around Emery. Emery likes to jump on her. Oh, no. So. <laughs> She's like, huh? She's back? I thought it was bedtime. <laughs> that just brings me back to the, the days of thinking I could ride a dog like a horse. Yeah, and then my parents immediately, and then my parents immediately being like, "No, you idiot! Stop!" When I was like three or four, yeah, four, we had a, our Sharpay um, got pregnant by a Rottweiler, and I did ride that dog like a horse. The the puppy, <laughs> we kept the puppy. He was this big ass monstrous like Sharpay Rottweiler, and I mm -hmm. rode him. I did yeah. ride him around like a horse when I was like four. Hmm. And he was okay with that. Oh, he was a lovable doggo. Yes, yeah, he didn't care. He yeah. was a, he was a good dog. He loved kids. Okay. Well, he put up with me riding his back, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a lot for a dog to put up with. Um. So, uh, Morg. Harvest Moon sixty four. Oh, yeah. Harvest Moon sixty four. Morg. Morg. What do you got? Alrighty. Well, you know what? Uh, let's talk about the good old days when I used to play Clash Royale religiously. Ooh, boy, those fun days. The mobile game. Yes. Oh man, <laughs> I I was I was fiercely competitive in that game. I took that game way too seriously. Got to the point where I think I was like, um, uh, guess like the administrator equivalent for the clan, where I was like one of like the big clan bosses or whatever. And it got to the point where um, I was, like, so invested in, like, these uh, these clan wars that, that would happen every week where, you, um, depending on how well you did in the, in the, in the war, you would get um, certain, um, bonuses. Yeah, certain bonuses so you'd get, like, chests and stuff like that, gold, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got to the point where I was, like, taking it so seriously that when people would enter into the clan war but they wouldn't do any participation... I would automatically ban them. <laughs> and then I'm like, let that be an example to a lot of you. And then they would be all like, ah, ah, he's going to ban us. And I was such a tyrant back then. But um, 
No, like, um, I think there was, uh, one, um, there was one tournament where I think we were in second place, and I was the last one to have to do, um, um, a big, um, a big fight with, um, with another guy who was in another clan. I think he was in, uh, he was in the gold tier, he was in first place for, um, it's basically like four clans fighting each other and to see who who's the dominant one. And so it all hinged on me doing the best that I could and winning. So in that way we would get the most crowns, the most wins and we would get the biggest reward. And I remembered, uh, based off of the cards that we uh, were given, it was my favorite style of play, which was referred to as the freeze Pekka deck. And so, like, the idea of the deck is, is that you have a P.E.K.K.A., which is, like, this big, tanky, kind of, like, kind of like a, um, like a, a Dread Knight, I think it is, like, in D&D, those big, you know, like, they're almost undead kind of looking things. Well, anyways, so, I had that, I had the Freeze spell, which allows you to be able to freeze your opponents in place and let you just wail on them and just destroy them. Um, which card, uh, I think it was, like, the Skeleton Balloon, which is, like, a... It's literally just a barrel with a bunch of balloons on them, and he drifts over, and it goes to, like, the nearest building, drops the barrel, and then le- releases a whole bunch of skeletons. So it's, like, skeleton spam with Witch. And mm-hmm. it was, like, down to the wire. It was sudden death. We had to either, you know, it was either him or me. And I came into clutch. I don't know how I did it, and I don't even really remember how I did it, but I managed to, like, absolutely rush him. And I spammed everything that I could on him. I think I had, like, three P.E.K.K.A.s on him and, like, five witches in the back. And I froze everything, and I just swept the guy at the very end. It was so close. (laughs) So clutch. I was, like, my hands were sweating. And, like, half the time, the buttons wouldn't register for everything because my hands were so sopping wet because I was stressing out so badly trying to win this. And I won. I was like, I did it. I won it for the clan. We got decent rewards. I even got some legendary cards. I was like, this is my day. And I even got to the top of the board for my clan too. Like like um I had like the mo- like the highest score for the ladder, I think it was. And yeah, I was able to hold yeah. that position for a good while cuz I was always three crowning people with these insane decks that I would be coming up with. And yeah, that was a really fun time. I might almost get back mm. into Clash Royale. No, actually I'm not, because, no, it's a big waste of money. <laughs> uh, I spent way too much in it already. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I got into a game that uh, when they partnered with the Nintendo, Nintendo shut them down. And that was the only time I got into a mobile game. <laughs> 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 Yeah, if you guys remember, like in 2017 ish time, uh, DENA or DNA, um, were they announced a partnership with Nintendo? They're the guys who make like the, uh, they made the Animal Crossing one, and they made the Mario Kart and that kind of stuff. And they had other games in production when the before they went into this partnership, and they're like, we got to focus on Nintendo. We're shutting this game down. And I was like, but it's the only mobile game I ever cared about. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. God. That's awesome, Morg. Even though it sounded stressful. Oh, it was intense. It was super intense. The fact that you have, like, only a limited amount of elixir that you can use to spend on cards. And you have to cycle your cards in a good order. So then that way you can play specific cards 
in, in specific order. And mm-hmm. you have to manage the amount of elixir that you have in order to be able to spend on those cards because, you know, some of them will cost more than the total that you have. Um it, it, it it's a terrible. it's a very stressful strategic <laughs> real time like uh, resource management game it it, it mm-hmm. requires a lot of thinking you also have to be able to um, dissect and analyze what kind of a deck your opponent's using based off of what they're using how they're using their cards like they could be using a bait deck that is forcing you to play cards in response to what they have and then for them to you know them baiting out spells and you know important cards that you're going to be using and then counterattacking you and then like it's it's just a crazy seesaw of chaos really it requires a lot of thinking you have to be really smart in order to be good at that game <laughs> mhm so uh, I have I have a whopper of a story to tell you. Uh oh! Well, I'm excited. This is so I have told parts of this story. I have never told the whole thing about it, but it's uh, I call it the Tyrant Scare from Resident Evil Two. Um, so if you guys have played Resident Evil Two, um, the original one, I don't know about the remake. I have never played the remake. The remake's pretty good. There is a there is a challenge to go through the game without ever saving. Oh. Uh, so if you never save and you get through this approximately seven, eight hour game, as far as I remember, Holy shit. Um, you get a character. And I can't remember if it was Ada or one of the other secret characters, but you have to never save. And it was like... Uh, what what do you what do you hold say? On, hold on, hold on, hold on. So this is the original, and it was on the PlayStation. PlayStation One, yes. So I could just arbitrarily decide to fuck you up the ass and fail, because PlayStations yeah. did that. Yes. Okay, just making sure I'm on the same page as you. Continue. Yes, yes. This is you know, the PS One version of Resident Evil Two. Um, we were both. Um, so my friend Mike and I were both very comfortable with the game. Um, we had played it through a couple times each and we were going to try this challenge. We were going to hand it off when we got tired and to the other guy. And my friend Mike was, uh, better at the game than me. So he was going to do most of it. And when he needed to go for like a, a potty break or something, I was on the bench essentially, but we were just hanging out as, as high school buddies playing through this. Sending night his house, Cheetos, you know, Mountain Dew, a whole thing, just going through. <laughs> and we are we are four hours into the game, and it's when Tyrant pops up. And Tyrant is the big bad guy. And there's this, and this is the part of the story I've told before. Um, <laughs> there's a corkscrew, basically the, the maze of the area is you go into this hallway, it turns in on itself into like a square corkscrew into the center, you get a key. As soon as you grab the key, Tyrant pops through the wall, and you have to fight him in a small room. And you're like, oh god, and Tyrant's one of those, he's like unkillable, essentially, mm-hmm. until the end. But like, oh god, he pops through the wall, and of course, you can't die, right? Because if you die, you lose, and you start all over again. Mm-hmm. So, pops through, we both jump, because, you know, it's a jump scare. And he he fights off Tyrant, awesome, gets it done. 
we go back you have to go back out through the same corkscrew and you actually see the the hole in the wall that tyrant busts through because you're on the outer wall uh you go out again tyrant busts through again after getting up and you have to fight him in that hallway so we're like oh crap so we got to fight him of course you know we forgot about this part because it's a pretty not other than that it's a pretty innocuous part of the game because you're pretty much in the middle you're just key hunting opening doors blah 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 right um so we down tyrant cool we get about 20 minutes past this part and mike's dad pops in the room the door clips this the shelf in which the playstation is on it not only skips the disc pops up off the rotator you can actually hear it spin around a couple times and just go (laughs) so obviously the game failed so we had to start over now here's the thing it was a rough it was a rough thing to have to start over but not only that the news that his dad had was rough like really rough for mike because his grandmother had just died and we were like oh shit i'm sorry man and then i was like okay so what are we gonna do do we just stop he's like no no no. we gotta do this we gotta get through this right we're about ready to start we're almost ready to start again dad's uh hit not dad mike's dad pops in again and then corrupts his memory <gasps> card. Now, this had nothing to do with the game, but co- because of the way the PlayStation was, it could corrupt a memory card if you had a failure like that. Uh, in the, This is also the same day, and I don't know, I'm not a NASCAR fan, but this is memorable for a lot of NASCAR people, this is the day that Dale Earnhardt died. Um, so, number three. And that's, like, a big thing for NASCAR. And they were in NASCAR... So, like, he was like, I don't know what to do. Oh, man. So, I was like, hey, look, we can we can start over. Because it was, like, 9 o'clock at night at that point that we finally decided to try to get going. And so, we started up again. And we get back to that corkscrew room. We both jump the first time Tyrant comes in. Boom! Comes in. We're like, oh, shit, we forgot. Like, <laughs> so, he fights him <laughs> off. Um... And we're, we're, we're like, okay, cool. So it's, 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 it's now more intense. This is our second attempt. We've had so much bad news. We just want to get through this, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's just a bad vibe for the night. We're just like, we just want to have something done. So we come back out through the corkscrew. Tyrant pops out again, except I remember the exact moment when he comes through. And um, I, we were sitting in, like, kitchen chairs like wooden kitchen chairs in his bedroom and he was sitting like cross-legged on the chair playing and i was sitting beside him with like the back of the chair and my legs around the chair because we were hanging over it like this mm-hmm. and uh and i look at him well he's about ready to pop up and i shake his arm and i go boom at the same time he screams like a girl backflips <laughs> out of his chair and the oh controller God. comes unplugged <gasps> now now Here's the oh, no. <laughs> asshole move on my part. I know, <laughs> I know this now, but like you know, we're just teenage guys just messing with each other. I'm la- crying, laughing, and he's like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> so I run up there, I plug in the controller. Thankfully, after that kind of jolt, it just pulled the controller out. It didn't <gasps> jolt the system. So we carefully plug the controller back in. I finished the fight. 
and we just laugh for like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Cuz the way cuz it wasn't it wasn't like he just like and fell backwards. It was like a whole legs flailing, arms flailing just <laughs> over the chair. <laughs> oh no. And, oh man, it was so good. And uh at the time he had he had sort of like um you know, like a lot of little middle school, high school guys were like had that masculinity problem. I, you know, like, oh, you know, don't call me a girl or, you know, that kind of stuff. And so he screamed like a girl. So, like, I, like, I made a big deal out of it. Like, man, you scream like a girl. <laughs> so, like, it really bothered him. But, like, oh, man, it was such a funny night. But, like, we did beat that. We did get that challenge done mm-hmm. after that. Um, so we spent another. I think it was like 5 a.m. when we got done. Nice. Or something like that. Because, oh. like, and we, we did it, and we were like, oh, so we passed out, and I got up, and I went home after that, and I was just like, we did it, but, like, at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's oh, that's uh, that's Tyrant from Resident Evil 2. Um, so, yeah, final one tonight, Ace. Well, my final one is going to be from Carrion, where you finally mm. get the upgrade to transmute, transform yourself into uh, a human. A dude? Yeah, and you finally escape the facility. Because, um, as I've sort of mentioned yeah, in the we- conversation before with you, I'd been, like, struggling because I actually had to like, go and find a walkthrough to find out where the fuck I have to go in the facility. So mm-hmm. finally I get back on track. And then uh, I get the upgrade, and it says to mutate into a person. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is going to be interesting. And then you slowly just make your way back up to the surface. And then you come out, and you're just in a city. And I think it's, what, Seattle? Um, Yeah, yeah, they show Seattle. And you just run along to the side, and it starts panning up to the cityscape, and it starts rolling credits and i was just like oh you know what i need a sequel right now (laughs) yeah it is it is such a good moment Uh, i will say pan um it's one of those moments uh you remember in evo evo has like one of the best stories that in a game and it has no right to be because it's so silly and goofy even the story but it's like (laughs) one of those moments you know like uh i can't remember I can't remember the specific instance, but there's one of the instances where it's a very sad moment in the story. I think, I think it's when you're the amphibians and you see the old one die and he gives his life to you. Do you remember that one? It's been a while. I remember something about that. So he gives you the meat, like the evolution points and it's a lot. Um, and Mm -hmm. It reminds what the moment he's talking about. It reminds me of like he just like he gives you that dialogue, and you just slowly walk off the side of the screen. There's no music anymore or anything, and you just hear that of walking, and then it just pans up, and then you just see him just like dead there, and you're like, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> and then um, uh, it's kind of like that, except spooky. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Oh shit, he's out. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if they uh, if they do make a sequel, I wonder 
if they're going to play more into the uh, action-y elements of, like, having pe- having them fight back against you. I wonder if you'll be able to have multiple um, amalgamations that you control at the same time and take out, like, mm-hmm. military uh, regiments and stuff like that. From, from the um, way you're describing how it ends, I wonder if it'd be, like, a 28 days later kind of thing. That'd be interesting. Could be. And yeah. then have it flip flip uh, the style of the game and you're like a lone survivor. That'd be interesting. Ooh, I don't I would not want to be a survivor against <laughs> that thing. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a I su- tentacly like toothed monster that just rips apart everything. It's Ugh. it's like if a gibbering mouther could create spears and launch spears at you. It's yeah. an educated <laughs> Shagath. Some of the yeah. upgrades you get in that are pretty, pretty insane. Um, yeah. For a while, it took me to, it took me forever to figure out the timing for uh, using the hardening cells in conjunction mm-hmm. with the uh, harpoon, the harpoon bombs. There were several times mm-hmm. where I just completely fucked it up and then just died. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Okay. So, uh, Pan, your final one. All right. So the premise of tonight was epic moments in gaming. Morg did not mm-hmm. specify when he proposed this premise, or was it Morg or Ace? I forget. Morg, I think right? it was Ace. It was, it was really me, was me. We kinda... oh, yeah. No, it was Ace. Totally Ace. Well, neither Sorry, one of you, neither yeah. one of you, uh, specified video gaming. That's fine. No, okay. no, just so, general gaming. Yes. So this story, uh. <sighs> This story took uh, about a year and a half uh, for full completion. Fort's heard it a few times before. I've posted about it on Reddit before. I might, mm-hmm. Morg may or may not have heard it, but that's fine. But Ford has definitely heard this. Uh, so uh, at this point, uh, the the D and D group that I uh, that I play with every week, we've been playing D and D Fifth Edition since it came out, which is six and a half years ago, or give or take a few months. So yeah, we've yeah, it's like two. It was the year I got married, whatever year that was. <laughs> Ask your husband what anniversary you're on. Well, if I had um, my wedding ring on, I could take it off and look at the date inside the ring, but my wedding ring's upstairs, so. <laughs> um, Alright, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to dog on you that, for that pan, but I do remember the year I got married and I divorced. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, no, it's COVID. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> No, so uh, yeah, D and D five E debuted at Gen Con, which is where we had our honeymoon, and that's what this, where we were like, oh man, playing D and D in college uh, was great. Yeah. We should get the books, so we did. And then like two weeks later, hey, there's a random dude behind Morg. <laughs> there's cookie delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Morg didn't see the guy come in. I think he just brought Morg some chicken tendies. Uh, I'm uh, not just quite sure what just it the, is. Just the slight pop we'll in, and then out. oh fuck. <laughs> okay. So at least it's not ruffles. All right. So, anyways, D and D campaign. Something. My D and D group. Uh, uh, we've been playing consist more or less every week f- uh, for the last six years. Um, and uh, yeah. So the very first campaign we played, uh, we did we did the 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 can campaign Horde of the Dragon Queen for those paying attention. I modified it a bit to fit my mm-hmm. vision of the setting that I have. Um, Basically, my setting is, uh, what if the Roman Empire was dragonborn? And that, mm-hmm. uh, and sorcerers are the ruling class and make up most of the military. 
Because, of course, you would have sorcerers mm-hmm. in your military. Full Metal Alchemist did a great job with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh... It's actually someone yeah. I've seen. So, uh, one of my players, uh, he rolls up a character, and he's like, I want to be a dragonborn sorcerer. I'm like, great, that fits perfectly in my setting. And, uh, ooh, the noble background mm-hmm. is great. Okay, still, perfect for my setting. He's like, cool. And so we, we discuss, like, where everybody fits, uh, in our pre, pre-campaign thing, and he, we decided he is going to be some random-ass cousin of the Imperial family. And, uh, I decide, and he is, he is like a lockstep, true, a uh, red-blooded American patriot soldier guy type of, you know, person. Lawful good up mm-hmm. the ass. So I decide I'm going to I'm going to screw up, screw with this player a little and I will give him I will give him basically a rumor like a prophecy that the that the crown prince is going to uh destroy the world. That's not how I phrased it. It was the uh the son of the the first son of the empress will destroy the world. So he, being the good, the lawful good sorcerer paladin that he is, uh, just goes and mercs the mercs the crown prince first chance he gets. I didn't see it coming. Whatever, uh, and it it actually fucks up a couple things for me. But you know, my player made an interesting choice, and I support that interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I had planned for him was that he was actually a man in the iron mask and a long lost uh, the long lost elder twin brother of the crown prince oh so he just marked his and he brother. is also the firstborn of the empress <laughs> oh no so we have no. okay so after the after that campaign ends everybody hits level 20 they save the world from from asmodeus um or they go down to hell to to beat to kick the shit out of asmodeus and down in hell they find the soul of his brother and they're like, you know mm-hmm. what? I shouldn't have murdered you, so we're going to bust you out of hell while we're down here. So they break him out of hell, and his ghost is now free to wander the realm. They kick the shit out of Asmodeus. Everybody's happy. Uh, that player, his character becomes emperor. Um, and then campaign two. Everybody, Most everybody wants to play as the offspring of their previous characters. So he is, he is, mm-hmm. he is a son of the now um, basically what I call, if Joseph Stalin was a dragonborn. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and the entire point of this campaign is taking out the evil Emperor Rex. And so they find this uh, they find this guy who, this really spooky guy who is willing to help them take out the Emperor. And turns out he is, he is the, basically a meat puppet who has been possessed by the ghost of the, the brother who was killed. Mm-hmm. So they go through they go through stuff to bring him back to life, you know, cast resurrection and bring him back to life. So, and now he is like gung ho, ready to help the guys because he was a bad guy last campaign. Now he's a good guy because he wants revenge against his brother who killed him. So he helps them take out the emperor, but they accidentally leak to the emperor that his brother is alive. So he gets mm-hmm. disappeared mm-hmm. in the night by the Gestapo. They they completely Uh-oh. forgot that this happened. They they just completely accidentally forget that this guy exists. Um, So, later, so like a year later, a year later, they are still the same characters. They break into this, like, vault where these wizards who rip your memories out of your skull and store them in a vault, they find the memories of of the prince. And they're like, oh shit! Oh god, that's right, that guy got taken by the Gestapo! No wonder we haven't heard from him! We gotta find someone to take his memory. Give his. We gotta find his body because apparently his memory's been ripped out of his skull. So mm-hmm. there's this character. 
Caswell Ironjaw, who they've, they've been hanging out with him. He's a real cool guy. They've even, like, you know, wingmanned him to the princess a couple times. <laughs> Turns out, that's their guy. He just had his memories ri- ripped out of himself, so he's the prince. So they get his memories back to him, and uh, or they, they make a note to get his memories back to him, but they forget to do that, and they never do it. Mm. <laughs> oh, well. A year and a half later, they're playing a new campaign... Um, and they meet this loony old soldier living out, who is like a crazy ass hermit, uh, living out in the middle of nowhere. And they figure out that this is, a, and they're like, oh, uh, they figure out that this is a missing, you know, this is the missing Prince, uh, Crusados who went missing years and years ago. So they, they do some side quest to like a magical healing ritual to get his memories back to him. And because he has an urgent message for the Empress. So, yeah. They, they they take him to the capital and they get him all dressed up and cleaned up and take him to court and right about there they're about to go to co- they're about to go to court and like bring this urgent message to the empress and one of my players brings the game to a screeching halt. He says, "Hey, wait a second. So this this empress that we're going to go see, she was that that one princess who was like a lesbian last campaign, right?" And the other the other players, "No, no, no. You've got her mixed up with somebody else. No, there's a different like this this princess was straight." Or by at least I don't know. She hooked up with Cap- she hooked up with Captain Ironjaw. Oh, that's right. She did hook up with Captain Ironjaw. We 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 got him in with her and stuff. Wait, whatever happened to Ironjaw? And I'm, and I'm just like laughing my ass off because they've forgotten that Ironjaw was this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like I'm just like guys, guys. We got we got a mission to do. There's an urgent urgent message for the Empress. Hold your horses. And one of them says, no, we're not going anywhere until you tell us what the fuck happened to Ironjaw. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, he was listed as a casualty at this battle and he died a hero saving the princess from enemy hordes or whatever. And they're like, well, good, he died a hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they proceed. And they're like, we're sorry to, uh, we're sorry to interrupt. We're sorry to interrupt, uh your court right okay. now your excellency but we have an urgent message we have an urgent message from uh from uh you know prince crusados who has had a vision and they're like and she's like prince crusados what and he says your excellency uh, yes i i am the long lost prince crusados but you may have known me better as captain ironjaw who saved your life at the Battle of... And all my players just... Oh my god, that's right! We totally forgot to fix him! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brilliant. I, you have a video of No, that's it. That's a different think, right? one. That's a different one. Okay. There's a different uh, thing that I got a video oh, of. Oh, no, yeah. That's the lock, that's the lock yeah. thing. Yeah, that's the... Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. I no, I you have some greats. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. Like if we 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 talk about the D&D story, if we do a D&D story episode, it's going to be funny small stories for the three of us and these epic ones from Ben. <laughs> so if you didn't so listeners, if you didn't quite track that, um I did just post in the pod chat channel on the Discord uh, a link where the text description of everything that is ha- everything I just described so you can kind of read it and track it a little oh, but basically geez. there's this recurring NPC who got his memories wiped because the players messed up they forgot to get his memories back to him 
And then later they bring the game to a screeching halt because they want to know whatever happened to that guy. And they didn't realize they're standing like right next to him. And he's with... Yeah, he's with them. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) All right, Morg. Your last one. It's a really strong one. Oh, (laughs) man. I can't compete with these. They're just too damn good. Um, Oh, man. Well, I mean, I guess I could just talk about how um, I've beaten... Let me see. How many EXs have I beaten right now in GU? Uh, Were you part of the Red Helm hunt? Uh, not with your guys. Um, oh, wait, no! Yeah, I was! Yes, I was with you guys. You did it with a cat. That's I did right, it with a palico. You did it as a prowler. And I beat mine with a palico. And it was two players, too! Which made it even more... Oh, wait, no! Yeah, yeah, it was two players. It was... It was, um... Pokejohn and I. We, we managed to beat my Red Helm. Nice. Two-player EX. Um, and, um... I also beat, uh... EX Crystal Beard with uh, Negative Enigma. Um, Two-player, played it as a cat! And... I actually... I'm only... I'm actually... I started to come around and realize that Palico is actually incredibly viable um, in a lot of hunts. Not only is it, like... Not only is it incredibly safe to play as a bomb cat because you have the Adaptive Aid, but, um... The boomerangs are insanely powerful. Like, um, if you get mega boomerangs, if you charge them up and, like, if you have enough gauge for it and you have, um, a cat in your party that has go fight win, it cuts the, um, the, uh, the cost of using those abilities by, I think, one, uh, one full bar in your gauge and you get a maximum of, like, ten in, in ten in your gauge. And, yeah, yeah, when, when you have, um, a cat going go fight win and you have, like, a like a um a gauge that has like six bars in it you can just go ham <laughs> especially if a monster is like downed it's insane i think yeah. i threw mm-hmm. like four no i threw three um mega boomerangs at the ex crystal beard and just killed it and then for the red helm yeah we we just did really well um yeah red helm was was a task it was a task and a half was... My God, we have since then we have not got four people to do my snow baron, um, which I need to do snow baron, stone fist, and now I think I have to do dread queen. I think all three of those are ready for EXs for me to do. I think dread queen is probably going to be the easiest of them. Um, she's not too bad. Um, this is a Rathian. Do take an account. This is a Rathian. It this has is, really any of the is, same moves. Um, I think the really... This is Kryptonite 2421. Rathian <laughs> in all forms is Kryptonite to me. I think you'll be able to do just fine. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of her moves are very forgiving. Um, they give you a lot of ample time to be able to get out of the way of some stuff, especially with Dread Queen. It's probably the easiest form of the Rathians. Um, but yeah, no. I think this week I'm probably going <laughs> to spend some time and help you out oh, with them. Because, yeah, it's going to be really fucking easy. Several times I have not yeah, been able to get to the life powders week, quick enough. No, no I, di- I didn't get a chance to really do much uh, with you guys this week. But yeah. next week, 
I'm going to be sitting down and playing a little bit of GU. I have to... I'm still trying to get through my freaking Nuzlocke, and... You know what? Maybe I should have talked about that, because that one, I think, is probably the most harrowing one. It's actually a lot more harrowing than EX. Okay, I'm going to throw a freebie at you guys. Okay, so... I was doing Talks. a Pokemon Nuzlocke. It's... Oh, wait, yeah. You know what? Maybe, yeah, I'll let Ace go. Yeah. I, get, I lost what? my chance there. Nope. On my turn. Nope. What? Oh, are you sure? It's just me left. I'm the last one. Oh, wait, yeah. Ace, you've I've been going first before me. What? Ah! Oh, my head is all over the place, all screwy-dewy. I, I was just saying false to it's, it's being the... more harrowing than an EX because I have nightmares about Red Helm. <laughs> 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 the infinite pause yeah, coming at you. Oh, dude, that was that was a learning experience because that's not as bad until it's EX. When it's EX, it matters. When it's not EX, it doesn't matter as much. I mean, yeah, because he can points, pivot he on just... a dime. He can do a full turnaround, and he'll chase you. It doesn't matter if you've if you're going the opposite direction. He is. He'll turn right around and come at you. I mean, not only that, but at a few points on at least my perspective, and I think Jay's, he just boop, teleported mid attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's. That's when my pants get a little tighter on the back side, not the front side. Yep. <laughs> As in he pooped himself. Yes. Thank you. Pants. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, my pants are oddly in a tighter fitting. I cannot explain the range of emotions and confusion that displayed on my face to the listeners, but I was extremely confused for a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah, she was your just head like, just oh, yeah. snapped over. Like, wait, there, what? What yeah. was just said? It, in defense, there is such thing as a fear boner. That no, I know, thing. and that's what I was like. Wait, is that what he was talking about? But wait, why in the back? I'm so confused. Oh no! Yeah, my ass boner. <laughs> oh <Fucking> no! Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my ass boner! Oh that's no! A, it's activated. It's a whole. <laughs> It's a whole new meaning to tuck and run. Oh, whole new oh my god. <laughs> this show is going off the fucking I'm rails. I'm taking my headphones off soon, you guys. You know what? You know, just, just to break this, I'm just going to talk about my Nuzlocke and how amazing it's been going, because this is my third attempt. I caught an Abra with a Pokeball at full health without it being able to teleport away. I was able to, like, mm. um... I was able to deal with, uh, frickin', uh, I think it was Commander Mars. I don't know how many times. She's so easy. If you've got, like, a Graveler, or sorry, a, a Geodude or a Machop, you can tank a lot of her hits if you know how to play around her properly. Um, Crasher Wake was the only one who was really difficult for me because I wanted to try and sit up rain on him, but I didn't realize that his frickin' Floatzel has Swift Swim and Aqua Jet and Brine, which do double damage. Um, in rain and mm -hmm. because of stab and so what happened was I, I used hypnosis put it to sleep I had the rain up I switched to Luxray hoping that I was going to get a thunder off of it a lucky one um, while it was still asleep it woke up used brine <laughs> killed him in an instant and I'm like oh shit I'm going to die now oh man I gave him every advantage and so then yeah I, I somehow managed to clean him up but I mean like I still got like mm. one casualty out of the whole run and it was a Luxray like I think at the fifth gym because let me see there's the rock gym the grass gym the fighting gym uh ghost gym and then yeah it was water gym is this the is this the same game that you're doing that, that was just recently announced the remakes yes 
And that's why I'm also not buying okay. them. Because I already have <laughs> platinum for free with action replay codes and infinite number of cheats and randomizer program that allows me to be able to play it for randomized. Oh, and I can even choose whatever starter I want. I could start the game with a larvitar if I wanted. I'm buying it because they're doing something different with a remake. They better do something different. Yeah. And I want to I'm going to get Legend too. of Arceus, though. I'm getting that. It's going to be great. <laughs> we did... T- we did talk. We about talked about stuff. it. Yes. Yeah. Why are we talking about I, I it? Still? I don't because know. Because I, I, I started foaming at the mouth. I just wanted to. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure they were the same game because I will be doing another bug team and I will be maximizing it to my full potential. And if that means I have three people on my team, then I have three Pokemon on my team. If there's only three bugs, you might get more. So you might get more. I hope you get a Scyther. There's probably more. There's probably more. Um. Anyways, so my my final one is my absolute favorite cutscene in any game. And that is the end of Act 1 in Diablo 3. Now, a lot of people shit on Diablo 3 for its story specifically. And I've heard a lot of people say that they were like, oh, Diablo 2 is better because the cutscene story and blah blah blah. I'm like, the only thing you have to go on in Diablo 2 is a few lines of dialogue, and I doubt anyone ever listened to all those rolling dialogues. But you get a little bit of plot while you're playing, and you get cutscenes with Marius and Tyrael and stuff. But I will say that I have never, like, as far as characters go, um, I would never have classified Tyrael as one of my favorite characters in a video game until this cutscene. Because it is insanely awesome now a little bit of preface if you have never played diablo angels and demons at war ta-da not not real not a real well that's a new and original story i've never heard before right (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot to it though and um tyriel to explain him because it's it's very important to the who he is and what this cutscene is Tyrael is the embodiment of justice. And that's what angels are. They are an embodiment of an idea. Just the same as Diablo is the lord of terror. He's the embodiment of terror. So th- that gives them certain abilities and that kind of stuff. But they are in a literal sense that he is justice. Mm-hmm. The events of Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 bring Tyrael into uh, into question with the Angiris Council, which is the Council of the Angels. And their their idea is that we that they do not interfere with humans, because that is law. You do not interfere directly with humans. Tyrael has been breaking this law because the demons have been breaking this law, and they, they're no longer getting influence. I mean, all throughout Diablo 2, Tyrael is breaking this law. This is And it makes Tyrael one of the few angels you know in the series well before any other angel that you see a lot of them in Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this confrontation between Imperius and Tyrael. And um, they actually get in a fight. And like Imperius tries to kill him uh, and then he loses his spear, which Imperius has a special spear. And Tyrael delivers I, I think one of the coolest lines in video games. And he says, 
You cannot judge me. I am justice itself. I remember that scene. <laughs> I I have played yeah, I have played and, a and little and bit of Diablo three. So and then so he looks around to the rest of the council and he goes and if your precious laws bind you all to inaction, then I will no longer stand as your brother. And then it cuts away to um uh, I can't even remember her name right now. She dies. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that's not where I, I care. Uh, you get uh, Deckard's adopted daughter. Basically, he's telling this to her. Uh, Tyrael's telling us to her now that he's a mm-hmm. So, And she's like, you chose. And it, it's it, it's important. They make it a little overdramatic. Um, Leah. There's her name. Leah. Um and he literally pulls off his wings. He physically tears off his wings. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit. Like, what is going on? Like, none of this... And no angel has ever done this in the history of Diablo. Right? There's a lot of things that people shit on Diablo 3 for, for, like, story-wise and stuff. But there are so many cool things that happen in this story that, like, impact the larger lore of Diablo in big ways. And the fact that you can choose to be mortal was not a thing. Mm -hmm. Like you were just an angel. Like you, you were what you were. You couldn't choose to make something different. And a lot of things that they point out in Diablo three, there's a lot of, a lot of people choosing, right? There's you, you talk a lot. You have been happened in the history of Diablo three. You get like the people choosing to leave the sin war, which is the angel and war demon, angel and devil demon Mm -hmm. war, whatever. Angel Demon War. There you go. That's <laughs> what I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, that that cutscene still to this day gives me chills because just the sheer power of what Tyrael does and what he the lengths he's willing to go to to still be the embodiment of justice and the way that that kind of flips at the end and he becomes wisdom because of justice. It was like, oh. He now takes on the mantle of wisdom uh, at the end of the game. And it's, I don't know, it's such a powerful cutscene. And it's the only its the only time in which um, a cutscene has had such a big impact on, on me. Like, I've been like, holy cow, because most of the time cutscenes I've always been like, all right, can I, can I play now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, the story's cool, but like, I want to click and kill. I, I want my demon loot clicker cookie clicker like, uh, with blizzard lately when they're getting but, into a cutscene though you may as well just go pop the popcorn <laughs> no that's true and in, in any diablo or warcraft or wow cutscene or animated anything it's just awesome and i mean even the diablo 4 stuff with lilith being born from this skin thing <laughs> that's so creepy but like that's a good intro to Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, what is happening? So, yeah, then that's, for me, that's the only, uh, it's the only epic gaming moment that I will say that I have no direct player agency, in, like, as an input. Um, it's the only time in which I am actually just watching something happen mm-hmm. that I was so deeply affected. That's not the only time. though. There was a later time with uh, To the Moon, but uh, we've talked about that a couple times already. Mm-hmm. Um, Pan, did you ever get around to playing that? Um, to the no. moon? I'm sorry. 
It's okay. It's on my Switch. Yeah. It's installed. I, I will so, play it someday. It's okay. I need to get back to it. <laughs> and then for Twan C's, Pan is playing Stardew Valley. Like 20 minutes from now when the when the podcast uh, is done recording. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I mean, if we're not hunting tonight, I'll be playing more Spider-Man. Oh, I have yeah. You can play Spider-Man now. Nice. I know. It's kind of good. Like, I actually get to see all the hype about stuff. Because, like, I, I will preface this. Because we are at the end of the show. So I'll, I'll make this quick. Um, I will preface this as, uh, like, I don't like superheroes. I've never liked Marvel, DC, any of that stuff. I just don't find that stuff interesting. It's like, okay, so what, what, who, who cares, right? It's not until the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I've started to appreciate things more. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, the one exception is I've always liked Spider-Man and to have not like, not like I didn't want to play the Spider-Man game on PS4 because how shit my PS4 is as a system. Mm -hmm. And then I got the PS5 and then being able to play Spider-Man on it. And I'm like, it runs and I can play things and it goes And I don't fast. need hearing protection <laughs> while it's going. Yay. <laughs> yes. Although I do, I have one big complaint with my PlayStation 5. One big complaint. And that is, that thing bullies the shit out of my Switch. And I'm not, and I'm, it's just weird. I will turn on the Switch, and then the PlayStation 5 will then turn on and take over the input on the TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh shit, we've had this, we've had similar issues, except this, it's the Switch who is the, the input hog the bully yeah because the smart tv recognizes a device and it says oh you're playing this let me turn that on for you so like a smart then i have a smart tv that does that now i don't have a smart tv hooked up to the internet or anything it's just a function of the tv it recognizes yeah, it, some yeah. devices so it boots up and i, I think this is what's happening i boot up the switch because i just hit home button on the switch turns on the switch switch turns on the tv or the tv sees the switch turned on and then it turns on then the PlayStation 5 gets word of this. Oh, so you're playing Switch. Let me turn on and I'll take over the TV. Mm -hmm. And the Switch doesn't do that to the PS5. The Switch is nice. Of course it's nice. It's Nintendo. But like, that's my one complaint with the PlayStation 5 so far. So every time I play it, turn on the Switch and I've had the TV off, I have to, all right, PlayStation, let me turn you off. I'm not going to play right now. I'm going to hunt with my buddies. Like, uh, it's just, it's, that. So yeah, that's epic gaming moments tonight. I hope you guys had some laughs and hopefully not any tears, but you know, didn't bring up traumatic memories with uh, Ace's <laughs> stories. Um, I mean, I could get into that with To the Moon. To the Moon made me cry, mm -hmm. like a maybe ball. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's it for tonight, guys. Um, we will have something for next week. Um, by the way, Ace, what is that, that monster we're talking about next week? Are you ready for this? It's yeah. one that yeah. most people know. It's one that a lot of people despise. I don't know why, because it's come to be one of my favorite monsters ever since I started playing 3 Ultimate. Conchu? It's Giginox. <gasps> Yay! Giginox. S++. I don't know of anyone that hates that monster. A lot of people did. 
I can send you a video. Okay. I just, I, a lot of times people are like, oh, Kazoo's in there? I want a Giganox. That's what I've mostly heard. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I really have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So we're going to talk about Giganox or Giganox or the weird tapeworm wyvern <laughs> that poisons people. Tapeworm. Yes, um, that is what it looks like. Or a leech. I've heard people compare it to a flashlight, and I'm not happy about it. That is a Twitter thread that I've seen. <laughs> I want it cancelled. <laughs> I thought Ace was going to go, I started. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I He's not that evil. PG. I try to keep it mostly PG, except for when I'm having Twitter wars with uh, Aaron Rico and people like that. You know, I had that uh, really amazing tweet this week that I'm still getting likes for. Mm-hmm. That was uh, the, everyone's a hunter. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you're a, you came in at Gen 1 or Gen 5, you're a hunter. Like, now, some people took that as like, well, I self-identify as a fifth fleet, and I'm like, cool, just don't tell me what I am. Because uh, my big thing is like, I don't want to be called a first fleet hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First fleet wasn't a thing. Stop putting labels like, on the us. new world wasn't a thing when I was playing Monster Hunter, so there was no fleet, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just a hunter, so that's what I prefer to be called, is just a hunter. And, you know, granted, that is a little bit of my worldview. To, you know, it's pushing that up to other people, but hey. Um, so, yeah, anyways, thank you guys for listening tonight. Um, this is Fortswan. You can catch me at HuntersUpPod on Twitter. You can see me making wholesome tweets, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I've got blamed for wholesome tweets uh also gameplay clips and uh maybe some impressions of ps5 stuff because uh i've actually got to play one now it's fun Mm -hmm. unless i'm playing demon souls then it's not so fun and you can (laughs) upload stuff directly to twitter from that too so if you get can from the switch that's how i do the clips from switch yeah if you get some fun glitch glitches in spider-man like i have you can post them i had I didn't want to, but I did go inside of a building once. Mm-hmm. I was just like swing. I was trapped in a, like a, <laughs> and what is it like a big skyscraper? It was like one of the small town buildings. And mm-hmm. I was like, why, oh, no. why am I inside of it? I, um, I had so one where, it, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I actually got out of it because the, the story mission was in the front of that building. So I ran as fast as I could to sort of hope to glitch through that wall. And I actually got through a little bit and activated the story sequence. And that's how I got out. My God. I had a glitch where a random uh, female NPC was crossing a crosswalk and then just stopped and then started vibrating. Like, just (laughs) stood still and was just like... Doubt intensifies. Oh, like that, uh, what's it, the progressive commercial where the guy is a cell phone? He's like, oh, hold on, I'm on vibrate. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that one. All right, so uh, I'll catch you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Morg? Well, I'm going to have to try and get get motivated to actually start beating some of these games that I have on my backlog because I've been putting them off for GU. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And I've also got to try and beat all the EXs for GU. Where's... Oh, what what day is it? What day is it? I have. We got twenty days left. Twenty days left.
Yeah, it's Guys, it's going to be insane. I can't, I can't beat God of War and the two Spider-Mans, <laughs> and I can't do that in 20 days. Oh, shit. I just realized my dentist had to, re- had to like, reschedule this big, long root canal I got to do. I got to... It's going to be on the... Tw- uh-huh. Damn it! I got to spend, like, three hours at the... De- I got to spend, like, three hours at the dentist on Monster Hunter Day, guys. Just, just bring oh, your Switch in. Man. Tell him to... <laughs> get you like some arm holsters so that you can just it, you at the very least you can play in the waiting room they don't do waiting very... rooms you mm-hmm. sit in your car because of the That's covid interesting. that is true because i did have to go to that emergency dentist for my tooth chipping off <laughs> actually i figured out it wasn't tooth it was filling but mm. um still want to get that taken care of otherwise no. you know if you let it sit for like eight years like i did then you got to go in for a three-hour root canal I'm so lucky. Ooh. I don't have oh, a single cavity. Oh, no, they were, they were, like, on the verge of a root canal. Like, we're going to fill this, and if it doesn't fill well, you're going to get a root canal. And I was like, please. <laughs> it filled well, so I'm good. <laughs> uh, so anyways, speaking of which, Pan, uh, yeah! we'll find you on Discord. Yay! Okay. Uh, and Reddit... Uh, you know, if if you're still there, yep, around I'm, oh, there I, I'm still browsing Reddit like constantly. I'm browsing Reddit right now. I don't post on Reddit nearly mm. as much, um, but yeah. Yeah. How here. are the boys doing My, with their uh, game stonks? Uh, well, uh, the game stonks. Game stonks uh, peaked real hard last week, and my husband sold all his stocks. And then when it no, <gasps> but uh, I mean, but then when it crashed again, he bought like twice as many as he had sold, mm. and so now oh. he and yeah, so he's basically been doing that uh, to increase how many stonks he has. I don't know how many he has now. So now he's just waiting for a real, real nice <laughs> peak, and then he'll cash out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, let's hope that. I succeeds. wonder when. Uh... I wonder when GameStop's gonna, because GameStop came through for me. That's where I got my <laughs> PS5 from. Mm-hmm. So, same here. Legit, got it. Legit. So, uh, Ace, where we're we gonna find you? You can find me on Twitter as Ace Badger Gaming, and also on the Discord as Ace Badger Gaming, where I will probably be tagging you every time we have someone come in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've had a lot of bots come in. A lot of new people too, which I'm I'm glad for. Mm-hmm. Um, Join the Discord. I don't know. I advertise more than Mary. I advertise yep. on Twitter, and uh, it has its benefits and its uh, glaring drawbacks. <laughs> so, granted, I think we're just it hasn't breaking been even. Hitler porn again. Yeah, that was a bizarre. It's only occurrence. it's only been essay. It's only been essay things lately, but the, the the pornographic stuff that was that was just that was new and bad and a person. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't a bot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back next week. Um, th- figure it, probably having actual Monster Hunter news to talk about because of the. Um, the was it the ninth and the tenth that we have stuff to eighth talk about eighth ninth yeah. and the eleventh Monday Tuesday Thursday eighth ninth and we need people to start so, watching this terrible movie 
Oh, the the Monster Hunter movie. We need to review it. Well, I was gonna say um, we should maybe have a my brother watch bought party. a Blu-ray of it. He found one and bought a Blu-ray. He's like, we need to have we one. We need to watch this film together. Because Amazon be has third a, time. Amazon has a watch party option, so if everyone buys or rents it, we could potentially watch it with our group here and people on the Discord as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, we could do screen share. Do a Discord watch party. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. That's how I watched it with the uh, Punished Venom Mom. Mm. It was pretty fun. Mm. They were asking me, hey, when does the hunting horn user come in in the movie? And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's already the end of the film. And they're all like, what? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.